always interesting shit happening. Yes, always. Th- th- throughout their entire catalog, that is one of the things that draws me to them more than anything. There's just always something interesting happening. Yeah, and it, it, but it's always interesting, and, and there's always like a thread that you could grab onto, and like it's always, it's always, it always goes down easy, even though there, there hasn't been in this. Up to this point, there hasn't been a chorus yet. <laughs> you know, like there's not, there hasn't been a thing that like repeats really. Um, I mean, there yeah. are, there are, there are sections. Definitely getting rid of that other microphone. <laughs> Oh, the green one? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I hate the way my voice sounds on it. Uh, <laughs> it seems ill suited for this. Well, so many people do use it, but I think it's just, you know, like it's the one that, that's the mic that uh, Fantano uses. Huh. Um, well, he's, so he's like one dude in a single setup. Right. And, and it's he a doesn't different... really move. Or, oh, I don't know yeah. if that matters, but. Right. Yeah. And it will, just everybody's voice is different. And, yeah. And it just, I just don't like the way that my voice sounds on it. Um, and so it feels real thin and real like tinny and yeah. harsh in a way that I don't, that I don't like. Well, maybe we should try it on my voice sometime and see if it, maybe, maybe if it, cause there's a weird thing that's, with our voices together. That's true because man, when it, that, that's like the strangest thing, like the, the funniest thing I use, I, I got way, way more intense about it when we started, um, of like trying to like EQ, trying to like deal with different people's voices and make them sound good or whatever. And getting all this, like just hyper detail about how everyone's voice is different and what is yeah. different about them. <laughs> and it's like, man, it's just, it's just, it's a funny thing to have studied about your friends that you know oh why does why does that person why why is that person so wet when they talk like what <laughs> just laughing it up there why is there so much of, of this and just leaking and 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 like like Justin Justin's voice was strange yeah uh I, I listened back to that the thing you sent me I couldn't put my finger on it but uh it was like it just wasn't really there a lot of the time it was like there was a, it's like, it's, um, I forgot exactly what it was, but there, there was, it's like, there were certain frequencies in his voice that were just missing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like when I would like sweep the EQ and like, it's like, dude, there's no mid range. It gets, gets there in his troughs. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Huh? Like, like I sweep it and I boost it. I have it peaked all the way and just nothing changes. <laughs> Um, we're normally like huh. you go you go through that and it sounds like a filter envelope, you know, or you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and like with his, it just sounded the same <laughs> in like a certain region. Um, I forgot exactly what um, what it was. Hold on, I I, cause I was texting about giving him shit. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, What's up, bro, I, how's it going? Your voice is fucked up. Yeah, that is kind of what I said. Um, and he was like, "Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, oh, that's that's a cool thing to hear." Yeah. Uh, I'm not coming back on, by the way. Yeah, I'll never see you ever again. Um, oh fuck. Let's see. Oh man, I might have been on another phone. Um, you have multiple phones. Oh wait, yeah, there you go. 
Here it is. Um, so, uh, so your voice is weird as fuck. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. like, gee, thanks, man. <laughs> There's almost no low end, and and uh, <laughs> right, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's really that's what it was. There's like no low end. It's really boomy in the mid range, but there's no harshness in the high end. Yeah. Okay. So like, normally you have to go in. You got to be careful with that high end. It's you know to deal with all the the sibilance and and stuff like that. And then um. And so, but yeah, it was just really weird. Where like yours is yours is really unique too because yours is really heavy in the low end. But then there's also like a lot of sort of artifacts and things in the high end. Yeah. You know, because it's like, because it, it, what it sounds like is it's like you, it's like everything, it's, I guess it's, it's like it's, everything's just really big. So it's like bassy, but it, for it to like, for it to sound clean, to have like a pure tone, you have to, you'd have to speak very loud. Right. And that's just not how you talk. Right. And when I do, it like, it sounds very loud and I can't, (laughs) you know, like, so yeah, that's why like screaming and all severed like worked. It made sense because I could do that. Right. Sort of naturally, but it was like looking back on it. It's, it's really funny because it didn't, what you were like able to do was actually really, really unique. Um, but for some reason, it like didn't surprise anyone. It was just like, oh yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Like Robert can just like, you know, go just turn the dial up, you know, from like, so, you know, soft spoken to death metal. <laughs> yeah. Like for, just there it is. I don't know why it didn't surprise anyone. There's like no, no, uh, uh, There's zero precedent, precedent for yeah, any of it. You. I don't even know how we got you to try. I don't remember. Yeah. It just, it's, well, because, like, that's the thing. It's like, I can remember me being shitty at it and then getting better and then figuring out how to do it. It seemed like you just, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I want to say the first thing that that we had me sing was Legions. But maybe, yeah. it, was, maybe it was just um, the courses of integrity. I don't know. Yeah. Because we, we, we reworked Legions at a certain point where we, it, where it ended up. Mm. It didn't used to be that way. I forgot how we played it live towards the end, but uh, Le- I, legions. Yeah, because well, well, we didn't actually. We didn't, it wasn't a staple in the set, but there was like one show yeah. where we were so tired of playing our normal set that we played all old songs. Mm, Do you yeah. remember that? Vaguely, yeah. We broke out like it was like oh well, it's like the third metal fest we're playing. We've played this year, and <laughs> and uh, and it was like that weird period where you know like all right, well, we have like our set. That's like honed to like a weapon, and there's a few interchangeable things, or you could put a cover here or whatever. Yeah. Um, but we were just kind of bored of it, but we hadn't had time to like write new stuff to fit into the set yet. So we're like, "Fuck this! Let's just play songs that we haven't played in five years." Yeah, I think <laughs> we played like Simbus. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We played yeah. like Simbus and Free and Legions. We right. might have even have have like played like a few snippets of Truth or something. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um. Uh huh. Just, just, just for, just for giggles. Yeah, I, I think we, I think where we ended up with legions, it was just, it was, it was how it was on eight one twenty five. Oh, okay. 
Uh, okay. At the time, where just th- that was how it ended up. But but it used to be back in the day when it was like John singing. Right. It was like a different thing. That's and true. Had a different feel to it. That's so. true. That's true. Yeah. I, I want to say that was maybe the first thing. But yeah, I just like came out fucking swinging on that. I guess because well, there was never any like practice or like how how do I go about it? How do I approach right. it? Do do I do this? It just it just happened. Yeah, and it's like it's so funny to think about. Because I'm starting to, like, look into, like, some extreme vocal, like, courses and things like mm-hmm. that. Like, oh, man, how do you, like, do this right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, kind of stuff like that. And it is funny because we just sort of, like, there's no rule book, no sort of, like, you know, like, you're just. <laughs> you just, like, you're yeah. just sort of. <laughs> You're just like going around until you find a sound you like, and you try to just stay on that, you know. Yeah, just like whatever was available there, just will it to to work for what you're doing. Right, kind of how we approached it. Right, and and it, and it is it. What is funny though, too, and I feel like this is a, this is almost like the number one thing that has held me back in in really all forms of uh, my musical development. Okay, my, in my, my my technical development in the context of like metal. And extreme music is this concept that it that I always feel like it needed to be loud and it needed to like hurt a little, uh huh. You know, oh, hurt you. For, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. Um, well, those those two things like go together. You know what I mean? Like, mm. oh, it needs to be uh, it needs to be loud, right? And and making it loud kind of inevitably hurts you. Yeah, right. Um, and so like hearing these like professional vocal coaches and all everyone talking about like, Oh, this should be easy. <laughs> like you should be using as much breath as you use when you talk. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Things like that, where the way that I did it, the way that I did like my, my fry screams and everything that was like, I, it's basically like I would put a barrier in like front of my airway <laughs> and then with all of my being push sound through that. Yes. And that was how the sound happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it was kind of the same for me. It was like less of a tone and more of just a force. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Force something to happen. Right. But yeah. Well, and what's funny is Technique that be damned is that just certain people were able to do certain things, you know, and because like John, I think he was probably trying to do a very similar thing to what you were doing. But his voice didn't, just didn't sound like that when he yeah. would, when he would just push. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there was no. It, it was like a bit more strained and a, like kind of. Right. There was. Like it was of... a little more like Henry Rollins ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean. Um, and and like there was no like sort of uh like there was no like distortion on it. You know, for lack of a of a better or very little distortion on it, just yeah, more like a yell. Than yes, a, yeah, 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 more like a yell or like a shout. Um, Let it all out. You know, you know what I mean, like that kind of, but not like in a cool hardcore way. <laughs> but well, because that's not what our music was, right? Right, right. It just it, it just didn't fit the music. Not his fault. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean. But but just dumb luck. You're able to like do the same, like go about it the same way. Basically, and it makes a sound that works with the music, right? For whatever reason, you know. Um, yeah. And I don't know, man. That that's a thing that like I think about a lot, or I think about like Jeremy's vocals, and I'm like, and I'm like, that poor son of a bitch <laughs> that we <laughs> kept trying to make him fucking sing, yeah, because we we just had it had our our like we have to have someone sing, 
and he was the only one who could like care who could like who had good pitch. Um, yeah, but he didn't know how to fucking like he didn't know like the mechanics of how to like make a good sound that he liked. Right? Yeah, like he could he could. I'm not I'm not talking shit. He hated his singing voice. Like this is this isn't like this isn't me talking shit on him. Like yeah. this is well no, it always felt similar to what we're saying. Like it felt like he was just forcing something to happen as best he could. Right. And not really again, like not really any technique behind it necessarily. Just Right. And and I, and I think he tried. Yeah. Like I mean I think he he definitely worked on it, but he tried like yeah. but he didn't he didn't have like the tools to or someone to show him like, hey, here's how you make a, a good, like clean, you know sound that you're trying to make in this music you yeah because he wasn't in choir was he it was no. just john right just john yeah. and maybe mike also yeah and like but on the other hand jeremy could do an amazing like fucking tom or like a slayer and like a and it's like man it's one of those things i look back on, i'm like man i wish i would have been more acquainted with like the death metal vocabulary because that's a weird thing about when we were doing our stuff is that death metal had kind of was starting to become uncool and like black metal was the cooler thing. Mm. Um, and so like a black metal, like shriek wouldn't have fit our music. Um, but like a good old, like fucking Tampa snarl, like <laughs> fucking a good, like old school death metal snarl, you know, rah, 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 you know, like all that shit, right? Yeah. The way that he did it, I'm and he did that. do that sometimes. He did do it, like he would do it. That's how. That's how he did his Slayer. That's how we. It came out with like Slayer songs. Yeah. Um. Or when we would do other covers, you know what I mean? Or when we would do fast, he would sing fast or whatever, and it sounded like you can look at live footage. I'm like, that's why didn't we have him do that all the time? That sounds like so good. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't remember what song it is, but there's one of our songs that he he does that. And it works really well. It's like the pre-course of integrity, maybe, is one spot. That's definitely a – maybe that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. There's a lot of spots, but like that. Regress is progress. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but like yeah, you, he yeah, would, like, works. put, like, just a little bit of, like, affect on it, but you could um, – but there was still lots of clarity to it. Yeah, but it was, like, cutting. It was, like, Yes, yeah, very piercing. Yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. It had, like – because he was – it's like he would attack, like, every syllable. You know <laughs> yes. what I mean? Uh, yeah. And, uh, and so it – and it's like, man, what a fucking missed opportunity – you know, yeah. uh, to, you know, to, to like, okay, well, that's the thing you do good. Lean into that. This is good. Let's put this to use somehow. Yeah. 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 Okay. This singing shit, we're, we're going to let that go, which, which we did. We let it go on, you know, euphemism slash carry me home. You know what I mean? And, and used it very like artfully and effectively on there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, because before we had like warmth, and that, that's all that was. Right. It's like you carry this whole fucking song, you know. Carry this home. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or like the whole, uh, or like the middle of creator and stuff like that. Right. Um, which is such a weird song. Um, yeah. It's funny to think about it. Like he and I wrote that song like sitting at a fucking like just just I had some lyrics. We wrote the very first version of that song. I had some lyrics. Cause I, I went through this phase where I wrote like, you know, like where I had like in my head, like ideas for these songs. And I wrote like 15 sets of lyrics. You know what I mean? Um, this was stuff that just me and Jeremy were working on when mm -hmm. it, whenever like the first band we were in sort of broke up and it was just me and him. 
and we had all this sort of stuff. Like we were going in a much more sort of, uh, I mean, I guess it shouldn't be a surprise, but like much more of a sort of like skater kids interpreting Injustice for All. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of vibe. That label checks out. You know? Um, And, but yeah, no, man, like, fucking went to with his family to like a fucking like shitty beach house <laughs> you know what i mean and we were like sitting there um and and i i like had these lyrics and like fuck it, like he came up with the riff and we wrote the fucking song like that sitting sitting out there you know Damn. what i mean and <laughs> i was picturing you like on the beach now in like hawaiian shirts and like sunset <laughs> and, like, jack johnson <laughs> feeling <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh yeah ukulele yeah um, tiki torches i have like a tape demo of it somewhere somewhere you know what i mean and it, it was it, it became something different of course you know what i mean yes but then 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 our live interpretation of it became like this like all right so for this section we'll go as fast as fucking possible <laughs> and yes you know yes but um but yeah i don't know that's a, that's like an interesting it's a it, it's a that's an interesting concept there of sort of you know when do you just like when do you sort of stick to your guns and 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 keep working on your crap because you're like your craft not your crap because you're like i have this vision and i want to be able to do this thing this way right and when do you be like well i'm really good at this let me put all my chips here Right. And just do this. Let thing. me play to my strengths. Yeah. Versus try to channel a new strength <laughs> or, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like when when do you when do you make those calls, you know? Yeah. And, and how do you make those decisions? Because the thing that you're good at, you didn't you still put work into that. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, maybe if I put work in this other thing, I'll be good at that thing too. And yeah. But part, uh, part of me wants to just say like the answer is when you mature as a person is, uh-huh. is when you make that call to say, I'm just going to do what I'm good at because it makes sense. But also it's like you shouldn't not try new things. So, yeah, it's yeah, a tough one. It's like one of those things of like be just, it's just sort of the, the concept and process of being in a band. Um, I was in a cover band for a while and like the, the leader of the band, his name was Al Hayes. And he one of the things he used to say is he's like, I think every I like, I think every new band should be a cover band or should start a cover band um, and learn like 50 songs, 50 songs, as, as different songs as you can. And he's like, and, and, and when you do that, then you'll find the things that you're able to do well. Yeah. And then that, be, and then that becomes your band. Yeah. And that's the kind of songs you write. You write around the, you know what I mean? But you need, that was, that was like his like philosophy that, on it. That makes sense. Yeah, you I see know. the reason. I mean, and when you kind of when you think about it, that is kind of what we did, because we did try to play a lot of other people's music, um, yeah. you know, and the and the ones we were able to the songs we were able to do the best were the fast songs. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like yeah. we were able to do the Slayer songs pretty well. So yeah, so we 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 stuck with that stuff that we could kind of fudge and still make it work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we could do that outro of New Millennium Cyanide Christ real well. That's true. <laughs> we did that. Um, I do wish, talking about this more, I do wish that I had made some sort of an attempt to actually try and sing 
mm-hmm. back then. I think I, I mean, I was definitely scared to try. Oh yeah. Uh, but I bet that I could have done something with that. I think everyone can. Yeah. Um, and at least in the context of what we were doing, yeah, I, I could have made something probably happen. You and Jeremy could have been harmonizing. Man, yeah. On guitars and vocals, coming out oh, of, like on platforms, coming out of the stage, <laughs> smoke. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that 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 whole like sort of like it's supposed to hurt. That's a thing that I struggle with on drums too. Still. Um. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. Because it's there's like a certain sound. It's just, it's just. I think it's. Just, I think it's just shit that happens whenever you come up playing music unmiked in a shitty garage, uh, with yeah. loud amps, that are where like the half stack is right here and it's pointed directly at you, yeah. but the guitarist is standing above it, so they can't actually hear their own amp, so they turn it up, yep. so you play louder, so they turn up, so you yep. play louder, and and that's I'm, what we did, and I'm having this battle. With this fucking amp, you know, it really, you know, we weren't super bad about it. Um, trepanation was worse. I can see that. So, yeah. Um, because there was, especially with like uh, Joe, there was like a clarity. I know that he strove for. Oh yeah. That you're only gonna get that with in a place like where the y'all are playing, you're only going to get that with like max volume. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Cause he, he's <laughs> clean is a great way is I, man, I don't, I've jammed with that guy a few times over the years and Mike, you know, within the past, I mean, we were me and, and him and Jeff were working on stuff right up when the Pando started. You know what I mean? Right. And right. like that guy's ridiculous. Like he just, he just like is able to like move this and and like amazing clean studio ready metal just comes out. <laughs> yeah. Just churns it out. Like you could just like, hey Joe, just play for a while. I'm just gonna like keep time. You know what I mean? And then you could do that for like 20 minutes, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. And then you could go in and you're you're gonna have like 15 or 20 riffs that are golden then you can just take and you can just take those and chop them up move them around and you can get like a whole metal album out of it you know <laughs> okay well this riff we can base a whole song around this riff and deconstruct it and then put it back together you know um and then it just it just comes out of them and it is all like pristinely articulated it's ridiculous yeah um man but yeah but he him and the other guitarist brandon would have like half stacks like three feet from my fucking face you know um i guess at a certain point like space is the is the enemy there because you yeah. like, like five six people in the van at one time five at the most you yeah. know because it, it was just you know it was a normal band you know like two guitars bass drum singer okay okay um, i don't know yeah yeah that, um but they lost their bases or we lost our bases at some point too because i bass player repellent <laughs> um uh, we just never got another one, so we just played as a four piece. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, like that that concept of sort of. Well, man, if you want to hear the kick drum in your rehearsal, you do. You should fucking put a mic on it. And it's like, dude, that's that's not punk rock. That's not hardcore. No, you just need to play it louder. Uh, um, yeah. 
Because what, 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 uh, yeah, what was the argument there? I guess. Well, it's not going to be like that on stage. It's not. It's it, pretty sure it's going to be mic'd on isn't stage. It? Well, it's not going to be like that on the album. It's isn't it? Isn't? Are you pretty sure it's going to be? Yeah. yeah. It's. It was. Well, it was this like our entire experience of the music was like, how does it make us feel in this room? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And the way it made us feel in the room was if we sacrificed a little bit of precision for some volume and intensity. Because it did feel great to just like be in this <laughs> shitty, dirty room, yeah. playing our asses off and our playing our hearts out, and like nailing it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but also having it take a physical toll on all of us <laughs> yeah. in by, more ways than one. By nailing it, what we mean is that we would start and stop at the same time. <laughs> um, exactly. Like per section, you know what I mean? Like in between. <laughs> in between is anyone's anyone's guess, you know. But we would Difficult one, two, three, four, bum 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 bum. You know what I mean? And all those spaces would be together, but right. but once things started and went for a while, it was yeah. it was whatever it was. There was drift, yes, as you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of lots of uh, continental drift. Uh huh, uh huh. So, but it was. Uh, but yeah, I don't know that 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 whole that whole concept of because it's it's hard for me now to sort of teach myself to and to like yeah. You played that quietly on the kick drum, but you played it precisely, and you played it exactly in time, and da 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 da, -da, -da and that's what you want to do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because I remember being mad when I would see a drummer play, and he was like, <laughs> I would be, I would get pissed. Yeah, just looking like zero, like no sweat broken. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would be upset. You know what I mean? Because, because I grew up, I grew up not watching Vinnie Paul play live because there's not enough fucking footage of him playing live. But I would grow up reading how he said he played. Uh huh. You know, which was like, you know, there's like this like quote in like a hit parader, like where Dime. Was like, nah, man. You know, like we go all out with every note. You know, if Vinny's hitting the drum, he's sitting with his whole arm. If I'm playing the drum, I'm hitting my whole everything, man. You just go all in on everything. Some dime and, bag bullshit. Yeah, and it's like, dude, you absolutely do not. You are a fucking liar. Because yeah. I, because it's like you watch him play. You're like, that's not how he plays. Yeah, like yeah. he plays fucking like smooth. You know, and like Vinny doesn't play that way either. You know, right? But you don't. We didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You, you would only like see cool shit of any. You know, and like boom, you shoot music video. Like yeah. that's it. That's the thing. It's like we grew up, learn how to. I mean, for me, you know <laughs> what I mean. Like, because that is the thing though. Like, because Guitar World did embrace metal. Yeah. Um, Modern Drummer, for instance, did not. So it was hard to get good information about how to play metal. Mm. And so, like, I would like watch like the few same few seconds of like a music video over and over again. Right. But, and that's unreliable narration right there because you're playing it up for the video. <laughs> it, well, and they're only going to like put the, like they're not going to put, they're going to put the cool clip of the drummer. They're gonna put, going to put, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, where the symbols Symbol on, on fire, fire. Yeah, exactly. get out of the shot <laughs> like that. You know, like that's the fucking, you know, like they're going to play like right at the beginning of the blast section. 
like, you know what I mean? Yeah, before it, like, catches up and, like, kind of slows down and stabilizes. Yeah, before he's on, like, the sixth measure of that blast beat, and yeah. he's, like, sort of, like, taking him. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right. Um, And so so I'm like, God damn it, that's just how you have to fucking play all the fucking time, you know? Like, yeah. everything had to be, like, Arr! That's um, funny, because, like, we've talked about how, you know, people... The generation like after us sort of had to listen to this pristinely recorded metal and go like, well, I guess I got to do that now. And I guess back then that's all we had. <laughs> it's the exact opposite like, for us. Yeah, we just way. had these little snip, these little like uh, tiny pieces, little tidbits of like, well, I guess I got to, I got, I guess I have to play how this looks. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, oh well, man, you listen to like you listen to a live Slayer record, you listen to Decade of Aggression, you're like, oh, this sounds amazing. It is sloppy as fuck. I guess you just have to get on stage and try hard. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what you have to do. And then you go see your bands and like, you go, you know, and, and everyone was kind of shitty live. Like when it comes to, you know, like doing that kind of shit with the fucking kicks. Like, yeah, no one was, I mean, Gene Hoagland was probably doing it, like probably nailing it to the fucking wall, but it wasn't. Like, I remember seeing uh, Slipknot live um, together right before Volume 3 came out. So I think yeah, 2004, early 2004, I think. Right, right, right. At uh, Bayou, Bayou City, Verizon, yeah. Aerial Theater, Prevention. Aerial Theater, thank you. <laughs> um, all the yes. names. Aerial Wireless. Yeah. A name um, you can trust. And and I remember getting to like one of like the double bass like maybe you know like surfacing or something or 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 heretic anthem or something, one of those like long like you know double kick runs and it was like you know <laughs> you know what I mean and like and like I remember me and Jeremy and we're like oh man well you know that happens sometimes and it was like no and we're like no big fucking deal you know it's like no you try your best right you right. know and this is like the fucking top of the heap like no one is inspiring more drummers to play in that style than fucking joey jordanson you know and like there he is like fucking tennis shoes and a fucking dryer and we're like oh well <laughs> he's still the best ever yeah uh, he's up there trying and and that shit will would not fly today like that mm. would just not be okay man uh and i mean <clears throat> no i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with that like <laughs> it just would not you know everyone would it, god damn it well i don't know it kind of does it kind of does still fly a little bit today but not um is it just that it's easier to bitch about today no, it's definitely not that. No, it's just it's just that the standard has gotten way higher, um, and and I mean the standard has gotten higher not just for the bands and the musicians, but the audience. The audience themselves have, like, the non musicians, right? The non drummers, the non guitarists have hmm. grown accustomed to a higher level of precision from records and also in live shows. So you can kind of like like you can watch a crowd with like a sloppy drummer. That is maybe playing intense, just going for it. And you can see the crowd like not, not react as much mm -hmm. as they will to a drummer that is just fucking cold, but surgically precise. 
and the and the kicks are fucking loud as fuck and triggered and everything is you know like just perfect right and that the crowd will you you can watch it like you can see it at mm. at, at at shows now um and so but yeah no it is a it is a <clears throat> no i mean i think i think it's just because that next generation just was just like, that same thing yeah they just like oh fuck that's how good just, I, I, how good because we talked about that like that that in the sort of the mid to late aughts that's sort of whenever um because we were at a point to where rec- home recording was getting accessible, right? But I don't know if, um, like, the ability to to edit and and do like beat detective and and chop drums up and and do that in a way that that and to do that artfully was super accessible. Right. To us. Like, you couldn't have done that on the fucking Roland 1680, you know. I think you could do it in Pro Tools still, but I think that it – I just don't – I don't I don't know but, – but I. But towards the late towards the late aughts, that became easier to do. Right. So you start to hear more perfect – like, you started to hear, like, kids making, like, perfect-sounding records. Sure. And I remember being that, – that's when I started to, like, tune out of metal because I was like, you're fucking liars. <laughs> Because I know that you didn't play that, I fucking know. And 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 it and I guarantee you. And sometimes, some instances, I was absolutely wrong. And those kids absolutely fucking played that. Sure. But um. But but there was like a whole generation of people that were learning to play music then, and they were like, "Fuck, I guess that's just how I have to sound." And it prioritizes precision over that intensity, where we prioritized intensity. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. And so. I wonder what the actual uh, what the actual numbers would be on like how many people heard those perfect recordings and felt like they had to get there versus just how many people there were doing that that weren't heard at the time because they kind of both of those things kind of happened parallel. I don't understand what so, you mean by the second thing. So, like, people who were playing music perfectly for themselves, mm. but now they have YouTube or MySpace or SoundCloud or whatever, and they can just get it out there now. So, are you – so just, like, the like the idea that this, like, sort of, like, perfectly executed music or this music that strives for perfection existed the whole time? Just that there were people good enough to do that. Right, but, but they weren't being heard doing it. Oh, there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's, I, there's there definitely were some people. I just wonder, what, of course, what the number is versus the the, the other camp you're, we're talking about here. Right, and and that and then those people are able to like find their audience. Yeah, through like YouTube and things like that. Yeah, exactly. I have had like a little like a little like dipshit like little theory about things like that uh-huh. in the sense because I think you've seen in the past. I feel like eight years maybe. Um, is this sort of explosion of um, like technical death metal and like like and 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 just really like death metal and and these extreme forms in general? There's like a there's been like this just renaissance of that sort of shit. You know what I mean? Like young people get very very into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And whatnot. Like I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a band with people that are literally half my age. You know? 
and we're into the same shit, you know. Um, and I and and then I was like, man, I wonder if it's because like fast shit like that like sounds good on your phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you you can like turn on like your phone speaker, and if it's like music that's going a million miles an hour, that sounds pretty fucking rad. Yeah, that's a valid argument. Um, I guess back man, but. But, like, you know, you probably, like, if I put on, like, Led Zeppelin and play it out of my phone, it only sounds, it sounds good because you know what the rest of it sounds like. It reminds you of the fullness and the amazingness of, like, that is, like, what Led Zeppelin is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But if I put on, like, First Fragment or, you know, or, like, Benighted or, you know, some of this shit that's just, bah, just a million miles an hour, you're like, oh, my God. That sounds amazing, <laughs> you know? I, I guess, but I'm like, okay, it's fast. Fucking so what? But you're not into that shit. Exactly, that's what I'm you saying. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that, that's where it, like, loses me completely. There's nothing that could have made you into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I also have an extreme prejudice against people listening to shit out of their phones. Nothing, few well, things piss me off more than that. Well, even, like, not just necessarily, well, I, and I mean, it, or, like, in the sense of sort of watching quick clips on Instagram or quick YouTube videos or something thing. like that. Like, it's... Turn it, the shit off. It's entertaining <laughs> to scroll through YouTube and see a guy playing blast beats at 280 or 300 BPMs and like watch that for like a 30 seconds. It's entertaining to to do that. Yeah, it's more entertaining to see that than it is to like see someone like talk about the exact place you need to accent the hi-hat when you play when the levee breaks. Sure, but yeah, entertainment versus like musical enjoyment are these yeah. different things but there's an overlap there's got to be because you you start on your musical journey because you're entertained and you're enthralled by these things yeah you know so it's there's an overlap for sure I, I mean you know but i mean like there is like a different thing when you're like because yeah that's i, I, I guess that's, I've a, had, that's a fucking problem anyway <laughs> I, I guess i've had the exact opposite thing happen more often than not where i've scrolled through and seen like uh uh someone like i don't know the 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 fucking dude from polyphia or like yvette young or somebody mm -hmm. playing some like amazing intricate two-handed tapping like just absolutely inside i don't even know how you could conceive of something like this yeah, like, yeah, yeah. pristine right it's amazing and then i'm like clearly fucking amazing let's go listen to the band and i'm like eh, not really no thanks yeah, sure. So I don't really, yeah. There's an overlap, but I'm not the kind of person I guess who right, 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 that right, kind right, of stuff right, right. speaks to anyway. But so. if you're younger, right, and you don't already, because you already Maybe. have a firm sort of definition of what music is, and so you're checking to see if this fits into that. Maybe, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like, maybe if someone's younger and like this is their primary intake of of yeah. you know um of music and and, and whatnot as as opposed to like because we watched a lot of music videos you know what i mean like we would sit our ass in front of a fucking television and put in either watch mtv or put in a fucking vhs that we bought from suncoast paying 30 fucking dollars for a, a aussie vhs you know yeah. uh or whatever true and and that's like a different experience you know or the way that you learned a lot of guitar is you'd buy like a five dollar guitar world magazine and you would sit there and read the fucking notation and you would learn what they put in front of you like you weren't 
just like scrolling until you saw a thing that made you feel a certain. Oh, I'll I'll learn that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just it's a. I don't know. It's just. I mean, pretty early on, the internet became available, and you could download tabs. So it wasn't very very long like that. But I, yes, I see your point. Right. Yeah. It's it, it is a different thing. I, but I, but even then, like downloading a tab, you would need to have already heard the song. Yeah, you're not discovering music that way. Right, 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 sure. right. Whereas, like, someone could be scrolling through Instagram or YouTube or whatever and discover a band like Polyphia. You know what I mean? And if they're not old fucks like us and they're, you know, like, Cup isn't almost full or whatever, then then they then when they go hear that band, that might do more for them. Sure. Then it does. Because I, I, I feel that, like, you know, Periphery's kind of like that for me. In the sense where I, I actually had a few lessons with their drummer, um, and I and I learned a lot. That was like extremely helpful because mm-hmm. um, he's amazing. <laughs> he's he's a fucking king shit fucking drummer and a great teacher, which those don't always go together. Um, but I they're one of those bands that they they're kind of like Soundgarden for me in a sense that I feel like I am always like man I should like this band more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> this should sure. I should I should really love this band. Yeah. Why why can't I do it? <laughs> it's not like it's not that I dislike it, of course. Yeah. You know. Yeah, just, I, I know you like what you mean. You know, like that kind of I don't know, are there any bands like that for you that that, that, that where you're like you know. Yeah, I can't think of anything offhand, but I know I've felt that way many times over the years. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, by all rights, I should be way into this. But right. something just isn't clicking. Like, I can acknowledge that this is great. Um, yeah. And, and, and I can acknowledge the talent at play. Yeah. And, and It's just not speaking to me. But the, and, the, and there's checks and boxes that, that I should really like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but man. <laughs> but I'm going to listen to this thing that I've listened to 50 times already. Yeah. So no, this is a hundred percent just old man bullshit. Yeah, on, yeah. on my part anyway. Yeah, Justin uh, from Sever the Silence. He was texting me today, and he was because uh, <clears throat> I, I had actually texted him while I was listening to some of uh, what we're going to talk about today. Mm. Uh, Baroness, spoiler alert. And I was <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, have you listened to you know blah 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 blah. It might be a good inspiration for some of the vocal stuff, you know, mm. that you that, that you want to do. And, and we were texting back and forth about things like, "What do you want? What do you want to do for lyrics? You know, are you are you feeling any like topic or whatever?" And and I was like, "Cause cause we 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 ended up we talk about like a lot of like political stuff, you know what I mean?" And I'm he's he's one of those guys that is like a little more like kind of I guess you could say like kind of like like left of center you know what I mean okay um like and and I'm like left 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 <laughs> and so you know but um but anyway we have a lot of like really cool conversations or whatever um <laughs> well he hasn't stopped talking to me so I guess they're cool conversations <laughs> <laughs> um, driven him away yet. <laughs> yeah 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 
But, it, you know, it's cool stuff, you know, because I'm like, oh, here's here's why I started thinking this thing. And here's why I started reading like these books about racism and about this or whatever. And he's like, holy shit, I never thought about that way. Blah, 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 blah. You know, like I was telling him about like the Tulsa massacre and stuff like that. Right. And, and he's like, the, the what? Yeah. He's yeah, like, exactly. why did they do that? You know? Yeah. Which I think is like such a it's such a like important example of history because it it sort of just directly counteracts like the th- I don't know about you, but the thing that I was always taught growing up or like the, the pretext that I would hear from like older, older people, you know, was like, just, it was just, oh, black people need to do better. Black people need to do better. Black people need to do better. Mm-hmm. They need to have jobs. They need to this. They need to, da, 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 da. they need to do better. And, and if you read about like the Tulsa massacre, then you, then it's like, oh, <clears throat> oh, that's what happens when black people do better. That was black wall street. Right. Like that's. That's what happened. Yeah, like yeah. create their own, you know, their own wealth, their own, you know, their own banks, their all, you know, all that sort of stuff. Blah 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 blah, and and white people like mobilized and got planes and burned <laughs> that shit down and murdered as many people as they could yeah. just because like black success was that intimidating and, and terrifying for them. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I, I didn't go to school in Oklahoma, so maybe they taught it somewhere up there, but they damn sure didn't teach that down here. Fucking yeah, no mention. I, I hadn't. Absolutely. I had never heard of it until like a couple years ago, maybe a year ago. Yeah, I, I very re- recently. Um, I had heard about it. Yeah, uh, several years ago because I was watching a documentary. Um, and it, and it came up in a documentary. Yeah. Um, and and I was I was, I was literally blown the fuck away. Yeah. Like, because it because it absolutely changes that fucking narrative. You know what I mean. Um, that, 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 that is sort of implicitly handed to us of like, cause what's taught to us explicitly sometimes, even explicitly sometimes, but implicitly is, or what was taught to us was, it's like, fucking slavery happened a long time ago. Black people had their chance and they just need to do better. That's the kind of shit that, yeah. you know, like my uncle would say or my this would say, you know, I mean, like that's that's the sea that I was swimming in. Yeah. You know. Right. Um, and like Tulsa is a is a firm counterexample to, you know, to that and whatnot. Yep. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I was texting with Justin. Anyway, we have like really great. We have cool conversations, but I'm I'm kind of. I feel like I'm 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 becoming his token leftist friend. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I don't I don't know if that's true. But anyway, whatever. He was like, "Well, you know, what do you want to what 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 do you what do you want to write about?" Uh-huh. And I was like, "Well, obviously, I want to write about the proletariat wearing the skins of the bourgeoisie." Because <laughs> I was like, "That'll ha ha." Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And he's like, "Sounds good to me." <laughs> Ten steps ahead of you. <laughs> I, I was just gonna write about old man shit. <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean, write about old man shit?" <laughs> like if I fart too loud, my hands go numb. <laughs> like that kind of. <laughs> like <that kinda> old... <laughs> Wait, what? Is that a thing? As I choke to death? Right? No, not really. <coughs> I just thought it was a funny thing to say. Uh, okay, fair. <laughs> new, one, new one to me. Is that somewhere in the back of Uncle John's bathroom reader or some shit? <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, oh, no. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I do have nerve issues, but um, but it's not it's not related to that. It's it's like it's like oh, I sat like this for too long. Now now my bottom two fingers are numb. Right. You know stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, just speaking of old man, old man problems. So oh, no I'm, shortage these days. I'm experiencing new music and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> well, we're getting close. Lord. So to getting about that time. Surprisingly. Um, so yeah, if we want to move on to the topic du jour. Du jour, yeah, let's do it. So we're looking at uh, my one of one of one of my ideas for a series of episodes was just to fucking talk about a bunch of Baroness. Fuck yeah, man. Who uh, I think it's pretty safe to say is easily my favorite band, just across the board. <laughs> Uh, bar none. Um, after after listening to this the stuff today, I think I can uh, say see why. So, <laughs> I, all right. I think they deserve that title. Sweet. Um, um, so um, I am more. <clears throat> Baroness is strange for me in the sense that you several times tried to get me into them, mm-hmm. and it just didn't stick for whatever reason. But then uh, Yellow and Green came out. And for however however you were able to do it, you got me to listen to Yellow and Green. Yeah, I don't even remember how that actually happened. I don't either. Yeah. Because um, this was not – this was, that was after we were living together in Kingwood. It came out in 2012. Yeah. So I'd gone by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that but was – I guess we were we were in uh, Buff Wayne at that point, maybe still. Barely. Or maybe like the tail end. That yeah. that was because Buff Wayne kind of parted ways beginning or mid like spring of <clears> 2012. Yeah, something like that. I think yeah, I think we played our last show somewhere around May 2012 or something like that. Yeah, but 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 we were still like, you know, we weren't like saturated in each other's presence, but we were still you know. Yeah. Uh, and I don't I don't know. You might have just. I, I don't, I don't, maybe I was just like, here, check this out. You should check this out. And you... or, or maybe because of like Spotify or something like that. And I was like, mm. oh, well, Robert said this was good. Maybe. Let me let me listen to this while I play Skyrim or something. <laughs> right. I, I don't fucking know. It was, it was those days. <laughs> it could have been the case. But anyway, that became like one of my favorite albums of all time. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Um, But whenever I had tried to go back... It didn't do the it I it didn't do the thing for me that that yellow and green did so I kind of yeah. I kind of you know and I did I didn't dig too much deeper I was like okay um, and then I think I tried listening to purple that came out after it mm-hmm. and and it didn't do the thing for me and I was like okay well all right well I guess I'm just a yellow and green guy um, <laughs> What I really mean, because I historically don't listen to the second disc of double albums. What I really mean is, is You're I'm, a yellow guy. I'm a yellow guy. Yeah. I still haven't listened to Green. I, Coward. I imagine that it's good. Have you really not? Um, I hope not. I'm 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 at a crossroads at this moment of whether I try to lie to you. <laughs> or... Oh no! If not, that's perfect. That's great. No, 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 no. No, I, I, I have. I okay. Absolutely, I absolutely have. Okay. <laughs> I thought so, but I was like, <laughs> you never know with this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, got yeah, a history. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Stadium, Stadium, Arcadium. Uh-huh. My favorite single disc album of all time. Mm-hmm. 
some of the best 12 songs you've ever heard. Yeah, the, yeah, the best 14 tracks I've yeah. ever fucking heard. The last song on that album, Wet Sand, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, what a closer for an incredible single disc yeah, album. Good good thing they cut it off there. Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't try to stretch themselves too thin. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, so my, my <laughs> Baroness experience is, like, very focused on that album, but very sort of, like, deep on just that one... That one vein, you know? Yeah. I'm not a lot of breadth. Um, And very, very album focused, too, in that regard, because uh, you've only probably seen them, what, twice, maybe? Three times? So we saw them at Rudyard's together. Right. That was for the Purple Tour, so that was 2015. (sighs) Because Purple had just come out. But Gina wasn't in the band yet. Nope. Okay. She didn't join till a few years later. Okay, she joined after Purple. Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, okay. So we we saw them then. We saw them. You me Jet saw them when we saw I think Clutch. Okay. At the House of Blues, but, and that was right when Blue came out. Right. That was a long like ago. Nine. I have yeah. little to no memory of that. Yeah. Um, but that was and, a weird period of time because that was when every time you would go to the House of Blues, things were real fighty. <laughs> there was some dumb bullshit happening. Yeah, like it was. It, it was, was super broy out of nowhere. It was really strange. It yeah. was like people were. It's, it's like there weren't enough bars in Houston at the time to like catch up with the pop. The like a new influx of a certain demographic of drinkers. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And so people didn't know where they were supposed to go yet. So you would just get like these really weird like broy idiots standing next to you at a fucking clutch show <clears throat> yep. that are like wanting to fight you. <laughs> and it was pretty, pretty anyway. Yeah. Pretty strange. Bunch of, just bunch of white dudes and like in NBA jerseys and gold chains trying to push you around and I don't tackle re- you and shit. It was really strange. I don't remember like dudes in jerseys and gold chains. That's what I remember. What I remember. I, I mean, I remember like dudes who just looked like they were like going to a club like tight fitted like button up shirts or whatever and like would would like lean over to and be like hey my girlfriend's standing there <laughs> uh what do you mean my girlfriend was standing there yeah your point like like this just this kind of like it's like dude this is standing room only like you can't like reserve a spot what are you talking about and we're like 12 feet from the stage like this like just this just really weird. It's a weird vibe. Just so weird. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, almost got in a fight at the Romstein show, by the way. No kidding. <laughs> I'll oh, t- tell you that later. Right. Um, anyway. Uh, but yeah, that was a weird period of time. That was one of the times that you saw him. Right. So, but I, but I distinctly remember the Rudyard show, and they sounded fucking amazing. They yeah. sounded perfect. They sounded exactly like the record. And, that uh, really sounded great. That that whole show was on YouTube, by the way. Some dude, fuck yeah. Because like, uh, if if you were like looking at them, because there was no stage, but just uh, they were on the floor, and I was standing like off. To, what is it? Stage right? You were off, on stage left. Stage left. I was like leaning up against the amps from the last band. Yeah. Played. I was like right there, and there was a dude on the opposite side who oh, okay. who recorded everything. He's like standing right in front of Peter, the other guitarist. Nice. Getting the opposite angle, and the whole thing's just up on YouTube. It sounds fantastic okay. for like a phone recording. Yeah. Right next to them. Because they sounded exact. They sound. They sounded so good. <clears throat> they sounded um, really good. Yeah. And uh, and then we saw them with uh, Deaf Heaven. Yeah. At White Oak. Right. Where we ran into Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> as a exactly. Matter of fact. True. Um. Uh. 
And I think I think past that I've seen him one other time. Okay. Because uh, I saw him in Pittsburgh and oh, t- right. took like my dad and brother and his girlfriend to yeah, see him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Like I I I talked all them into going because they'd never seen him at all. And I was like, they're gonna be there while I'm up here. Let's go to the show. And we got there, and my other brother and his girlfriend were there, just like already there. Your other brother? Yeah. I got like four stepbrothers. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Brother from another mother. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was strange. It's it's, it's in the Rabel vibe. Yeah. Uh, They were just like there. I'm like, oh shit, you came to see Baroness? Cool. I didn't even know you were in town. You don't live here. (laughs) That's wild. That's strange. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) So, uh, I like to think that I helped to get them. Yeah, you ushered, as well, yeah. ushered them in. Anyone, anyone I can. Yeah. Led the path, yeah. So uh, so that's like sort of my brief experience with them. Um, when did you get into them? So I got into them first uh, right – it would have been a little after Red came out, I guess. Okay. So like, oh uh, – what did I say? Is it, was it 09, 07? To, okay, so no. Red came out in 2007, and I got into them in like sometime in 09. Okay. Uh, it, which would have been a little bit before Blue came out. So, was Red the first thing you heard? Yeah. And d- did you. How did that album, which, by the way, we're talking about the first two EPs, the songs they did on the split with Unpersons? Yeah, who I'd never heard of. And then the... Red. That's, that's, that's the topic of today. We're stopping after Red. For today, yeah. Um. So, how did Red hit you when you first heard it? It was it was something where I had read a recommendation of it that some like someone had recommended it on a forum or something like that, mm-hmm. and I was out looking for new stuff to listen to, and I think it was like a, a, a thread about like I don't know stoner rock. Okay. Or something. Were you already into like stoner shit or starting to get in? Because you were probably like, I was into Massin on at this point. Okay. And, and Queens of the Stone Age, and I think I was looking for more stuff like that. Were you into Caius yet? I, I had listened to Caius way back in the day. Okay. My uncles were way back into Caius. Yeah. So like I Figures. knew of them, and then I got way into Queens of the Stone Age before I got into Caius. But then I went back and like Blues for the Red Sun is fucking an amazing yeah, album for sure. So, um, but yeah, I was like looking for more recommendations on similar types of music, and. Uh, I think Red was had had been out and like apparently a couple of publications like gave it album of the year that year it came out. Yeah. Which, like, what over the blackening, <laughs> for example? Like okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like re- weird. I, I read that and I saw that Revolver gave re- it album of the year and I and I saw that yeah. before I listened to it and, and um, but uh, I I wasn't I wasn't like skeptical right. or anything like that. But after I listened to it, I was like, yeah, that's fair. It's really good. That's fair. So, so yeah, I, I had seen it recommended, and then I went and found it, and I kind of instantly – it instantly grabbed me because it was so different to so many other things. Sure. And the, the the little things that it did hooked me so hard that I just kept listening to it and, like, fell in love with it. Absolutely. So this was, like, when we were living – this was when I was already living in, in Kingwood. Uh, okay. And I – you remember how like, – Oh, yeah, because you said 09. Yeah. You said 09, not 07. Oh, yes. nine, yeah, it came out in 07. I found it a couple years later. I see. Okay. Um, so like we were living in that house, and you remember how that house, that house was structured? There was like the big loft upstairs mm-hmm. and the open air. So like I would be like 
in the kitchen, like cooking or something like that, and just have my stereo up there blaring that album. Yeah. And the whole house would just be filled with it. <laughs> I can't I can't remember how many times that exact situation occurred, but yeah. that happened a lot. Like I really loved that album. Like as soon as I found it, instantly. Cool. Fell in love with it. So it hit me really uh, it hit me well. <laughs> right. Me, it, it hit me just the right way. It was the right it was the, you were it, you were in the right place. Yeah. To hear it's it. exactly what I was looking for. Got it. It just Got so it. happened. Um and so then did did you immediately dig into their earlier stuff? Not really, no. Okay. Did so, you ever? <clears throat> yeah, eventually. Okay. But yeah, so like it was 2009 when I found that and then like a couple months later or a month later whatever blue came out. So then and there was that for me to dig into and get all into. Okay. Uh, and so yeah, maybe a, a few years later or so, uh I went back and checked out the earlier stuff, which okay. is the three EP or the two and a right. half EPs. And how did that hit you when you listened to it? I was like, well, this is different. Uh-huh. Uh, substantially so in some pretty obvious ways. But uh, first and second, I definitely went back to a lot mm-hmm. over time. Because those you can still, like, the pieces are all there. Except for the singing. Yeah. The singing is the big differentiator. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. otherwise, like, the barrenness is still there. For it's, sure. It's mostly Baisley, I think, is really what it is. John Baisley. The, oh, the singer, yes. singer yeah, yeah, and yeah, rhythm yeah. guitarist for yeah, the band. Yeah. Well, but it's mostly the same lineup from first. I mean, except for th- there's a guitarist change, right? Yeah. But aside, so from first to like red is basically the same. Right, band. and so there's a guitarist change at red, mm-hmm. and then it's pretty much the same band, like all the way up to the accident, right? Uh, it's the same band. Yes, up until the accident, and you then know. the bass player and drummer leave. Right. But so yeah, the drummer is there from the beginning to yellow and green. Right. And hot fucking shit is that some man? Holy yeah. shit, dude! Into it. Holy shit, dude! That He's, is um. Listening to this again because I listen to this fucking album all the time and the EPs less so, but frequently. Mm-hmm. But listening to this, knowing that you were listening to it and trying to think about how you would be hearing this, like through the lens of. A drummer vocabulary. I was like, man, there's a lot of cool shit on here, <laughs> dude. This is this is like. I was hoping you would say that. This is. Here, let me see. Let me see what I fucking wrote down. Let me see what I wrote down. Um. Um. So when this was like a note I had written down, like just kind of free form during the first EP, was like, I love this drummer. <laughs> Amazing <laughs> drum sounds, incredible taste and feel. You know, duh, right? But. Um, let's see. There was something really specific I wrote about some of the drums down here. Um, maybe. Oh, yeah. Goddamn this drumming. It's so good. This is top shelf groovy rock rock drumming of the highest order. Like, (laughs) to me, this is like, this is Bonham caliber. Like, this is, this is like a modern, you know what I mean? Like, this is doing the bottom thing in this medium. Do you that's, know what I mean? That's kind of the feel I get from it, yeah. Like, where you just have, like, impeccable feel, impeccable taste, you know? Now, what he's doing isn't as, like, relatively speaking, right? Like, relatively speaking, because what made Bonham such a big deal is that 
there was no template for how to do that, right? So he's right. adding all this new vocabulary and he's bringing all this new stuff in and blah, 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 blah. And you've never heard anyone, like you had never heard anyone do that thing, like that beat that he's doing or that lick or that whatever. You, you would never heard anyone do that, especially in a band that played, had fucking electric guitars or whatever. Mm -hmm. So there's like, there's not something relatively as like groundbreaking that the drummer is doing, but it, it is that caliber of, of sort of serving the song with power, groove, and taste. Yeah. Yeah. An impeccable fucking feel, man, because these records feel so organic and they feel so, it, it just, it, it's like it's inspiring and depressing at the same time because you're you can like feel how good of a band they are. Like it's the kind of album you listen to and you're like, "Well, I know they're amazing live." Because yeah. I can hear how much they have rehearsed this thing and how much of a real fucking band they are and it's so inspiring. But then it's also really depressing because you're like, "God damn it, I can't I can't do that because I can't <laughs> find I can't find three other people to get to, to get their asses over here, you know, a couple times a week to get this good, you know. Mm. And so then then it goes down, you know, if you're a depressed person like me, down. it goes down this rabbit a dark hole, hole there. Yeah, you know? like I'll never be in a good band again. <laughs> oh um, no. But well, you can listen to a good band. But yeah, the drumming is so fucking good. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Like, cause that, yeah, that's that's pretty much exactly how I feel about it too. And like, it really hit home listening to it this time and through that lens, where it's like it's it's constantly like a throughout. It's just like a great feel, and it keeps things mm -hmm. grounded, but also like moving forward. But there are so many little tasty things that happen that that always elevate it to me. Well, and the thing, another thing too that they do amazingly as a band. Um, let me see, because I wrote it down. Um, blah 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 blah. Fuck, whatever. I'm just gonna do my best. Oh yeah, here it is. Um, like you can, there are so many sort of seamless trade-offs in as far as like what instrument has like the lead voice. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yep. Like, you know, okay, there's a guitar lead. You know, a guitar harmony thing that's going, okay, there's a little bit of space. Now here's a cool drum, here's a cool drum riff. And then right when that drum riff finishes, there's a bass fill. You know what I mean? And that's that's the entire hour and 40 minutes that it is to listen to all of this in one chunk. That that yeah. happens the entire time. Oh well, you know, a vocal finishes, a lead thing. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, and these aren't like just like okay, a drum fill at the end of a phrase. It's not that. It's right. It's like a hi hat accent, but it's it's not. It's like within it's like within the parts of the song, there are like transitions. Yeah, between the instruments that happen all the time. Mm -hmm. It's just like little I don't know little licks, little parts that they do. Right, and, but and they it, all that they all uh, they all complement one another. Right, 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 and it creates well. this sort of like steady stream of sort of activity there's always interesting shit happening. yes always <laughs> throughout their entire catalog that's one of the things that draws me to them more than anything is there's just always something interesting happening yeah and it, it but it's always interesting and, and there's always like a thread that you could grab onto and like it's always it's always it always goes down easy even though there there hasn't been in this 
up to this point, there hasn't been a chorus yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there's not, there hasn't been a thing that like repeats really. Um, I mean, there yeah. are, there are, there are sections that repeat, but, but there hasn't been like a traditional hook, a not, traditional arrangement. There's, uh, yeah. I mean, for one thing, their songs are untraditionally structured in the first place. Uh, on the other hand, they are, or not on the other hand, but in addition, they don't have that many lyrics throughout no. these first albums. It's almost like a totally instrumental band or like it functions, it functions without the, it functions well. Hold on. That's what am I trying to say? It is complete mm -hmm. okay. without the lyrics. And so the, but the, the lyrics do obviously, of course, take it to another level. I'm, I'm not, this, this is, I'm not, I'm not insulting uh, the, the, the lyrics are, cause the lyrics are incredible. Um, and like the imagery that's used is really unique. Yeah. I feel, um, especially in like this genre, you know, and whatnot. Uh, it's like, it's, it's, it's abstract, but it still feels very focused in a unique way. Yeah. Some, something that I'll come back to on, on the, the future ones as well is like, I, uh, something about the lyrics that, that John does for this band is like they're, they're extremely abstract. They're like vague and sort of generalized, but they come off in a very, they are those things, but they're done in, they're structured in like a, a way that still comes across as personal. Yes. And like, absolutely. It's really weird. It's, I've not really found any other bands that do that for me. It's odd. It's yeah. an odd combination of things. Yeah. It's, Okay. Yeah, you're, you're describing things that really have nothing to do with you, but it's clear that somewhere along the line you felt something from that. Right, 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 or right. Or something. It, it's it's almost okay. Oh my god. I mean, of course, <laughs> since that's so lame, it's almost like it's almost. I mean, and he's he is an amazing artist. He's an amazing painter. He does all the album covers and album covers for other bands. Other bands, yeah. So it's almost like with the lyrics, you almost get this feeling like he's looking at a scene, and and he is using and and that scene is very real, right? That scene is has very real, palpable, intense emotion for him. Yeah. And he's using these words as sort of colors. To sort of, you know, in, you know, like as like little emotional anchors for that scene. But it's, you know, but it's not like a vivid recreation of the scene. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a, uh, yeah. It, it's more of a mood yeah. thing a lot of, the, a lot of the time. Right. Uh, and he, he uses a lot of like really esoteric language uh -huh. like words that no like archaic shit that people sure. just don't use right i think he reads a lot of uh, like older fiction and things like yeah, that yeah yeah yeah. it feels like like james joyce lyrics or some shit yeah sometimes <laughs> you know? yeah like the song isaac on red uh -huh. is like pulled from an old norwegian novel from like 1920 that nice. i uh, yeah so um and then to like take that and like deliver you know like Cause it's like, all right, oh, someone's singing shit from an old Norwegian novel. You imagine it like some some fucking hipster folk, right? Shit like that, and it's like, nah, dude, he's like bellowing this, <laughs> you right? Know? Like this sounds like something that I need to be hearing right now. Right, like, right, 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 right. Like it, this is it's forceful in a way. It's like it it makes it sound important, and that's the same. That's one of the same things that drew me to Clutch in the first place. Because mm. Neil Fallon does kind of the same thing, especially in some of their earlier shit. Because uh, he'll he'll just 
pull out some some bizarre phrases and link them together in fucked up ways and they're they're really there's so much imagery happening there there there's like few um like singers or lyricists in heavy music that i that i would be like that i would that i feel it's appropriate to describe as a wordsmith mm-hmm. but neil is definitely yeah. definitely one of those thousand percent yes um <laughs> Exa- exactly firebirds energy weapons <laughs> Dude. <laughs> like, oh my god! I wish I could remember the exact. Oh, I can't fuck. remember the exact course, but it's like one of my like, like this is like, you know, like both of these things are something to me. Um, I don't care how you get them. I need them both, and I need them urgently. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's just, it's so, cause it's like, he's imagining a cool sci-fi. Like he's imagining a cool scene in like an early, an early Philip K. Dick novel. Like when he, when Philip, when PKD was writing like just normal sci-fi, um, it's like, he's imagining a cool scene in that, but then he's like inserting a smart ass into it. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) That's like participating in it, you know? Yeah. Um, That's a good way to say it. (laughs) I need them both. And I need them urgently. Urgently. <laughs> urgently. But the the rhythm to it is always oh, a huge factor. It's always, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, fuck, yeah. Man. Always top notch. Man. Oh, man, we'll have to do a clutch episode too. The The entirety of Pure Rock, Pure Rock Fury is that for me. Like, okay. That's the album to me that exemplifies that style of, that really gets, that really works for me. Elephant Riders is good too, but. Right. Mm. Um, but anyway, that's the same sort of thing that draws me to to John Basley's lyrics for in Baroness. Gotcha. Uh, just maybe in a weirder, in a less, uh, in a less flippant way. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's like a tongue in cheek element. To you know. some of Clutch's stuff. Right, right, yeah. right. There's a you know, there's like a pulp, you know, kind yeah. of vibe. He literally references like Omni magazine in one of their songs. Like <laughs> right, <laughs> that's, right, that's right. That's what right. he's doing there. Right, right, right. Um there's there's something like <laughs> you know, like Baroness is the is is the 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 classical literature version. Uh, Maybe so, uh, yeah. of two clutches pulp, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, I, whenever we talked about Mastodon at some point, I described it as like they're being silly Mastodon and then they're being serious Mastodon. Sure. To me, that's the same sort of thing going on there. Yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Where yeah. Baroness generally takes itself very seriously in that regard, but like never to a fault. Well, what, what I what I what I've seen of them as people, you know, because I I think I follow all of them, um, like individually. On um on Instagram, like I see what their drummers doing every fucking day, <laughs> you know, um, and they they all seem like such, you know, laid back down like to down earth people, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then that's something that I, I really really, if someone is able to, because that's always the trick, right? Like, how do you take the music? And treat the music with a deadly seriousness, but not treat yourself that way. Right. You know, how do you... Yeah, it's a, it's a fine line to walk. Because, like, if you're putting so much of yourself into the music, at some level you want to, like... You would think that those things would go both ways, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Right, 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 right. Or, like, I'm special because I 
I created this thing that I that's amazing and blah blah blah, or yeah. I'm special because I put this much work into it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like listen to any interviews with them. Like they're super humble and super down to earth. Mm-hmm. Just like ex- extreme like music fanatics. Like you can tell. Like super yeah. super music dorks. Right. And then just look at look no further than like the two minutes to late night channel. Like mm. everyone but John has been in multiple of those videos. Oh, okay. Doing stupid covers and being goofy and like sure. You go watch like Gina dancing around her kitchen playing fucking Pantera solos. <laughs> it's it's great. It's wonderful. Oh, that's awesome. So that's awesome. Uh, so yeah. All right. Uh, so you had you ever listened to any of? I guess you tried to check I, out Red at some I, point. I, I remember specifically being on a drive um, out Austin-ish ways um, because I was going to see uh, – I was going to visit Zach Robinson. He was like mm. house-sitting for someone out there. Okay. Which I got him into yellow and green, by the way. Hey, nice. Um, <laughs> and, and like a few months later or like a year later, I was talking to like a mutual friend of ours named Jade uh, of you know, or something like that. And she was like, oh, that was you? You're the one who got him into that? Oh, okay. Because she's, you know, she's, you can't tell her. There's there's not a thing that exists about music or underground music or anything that she doesn't already know. So, um... So yeah, she 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 was like, "How the fuck did Zach get into this?" Nice. <laughs> you know nice. what I mean? She's like, "Oh, that was you." Um, Where the hell did you find that at? But since I was tripping on yellow and green so hard, I was like, "Well, maybe I'll like their other stuff." And I think I tried listening to Red, and and I have like this very like specific memory. Like I think I listened to the whole thing. I don't remember if it was Red or Blue, but okay. I, I listened to like the whole thing like on the drive, and I was like, man, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, um, which is really funny, um, because I have. Because I, th- I think one of the things that turned me off, I was like, dude, this isn't, this isn't that. There's no choruses like this. I don't like these vocals. I don't like this. Is what the fuck is this? This is not what I'm here for, mm. right? Um, but something that has that had hap- has happened since then. What had happened was is I've gotten into like doom. I've gotten into doom metal and and stoner rock and stoner metal and all these things, which I w- wasn't into then. You know, I wasn't into that stuff, you know, circa 2013 and or or whatever. And, you know, now I'm like really into like the band Conan and I'm really into getting people hip to to that band or or whatever. Have you listened to those guys? No. So they tuned down to like Z minus or something. Um, and got a negative A. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they just play basses. Um, <laughs> and uh, they take the next logical step from what Mashuga did. <laughs> kinda, yeah. Did, yeah. And so you know, they're like. You know, just I see what you mean. And like the vocals are um you know like the vocals are like really high you know and like kind of strained you know so, sort of like the warning you know what i mean okay like that yeah sort of I was gonna but, say. But, but more like intense right uh but so but uh, but uh, but but and, and i've heard like funeral doom and stuff like that like where you have like that kind of vibe with harsh vocals and so now i i 
I sort of expanded my language, I guess, to where like that doesn't feel as jarring to me for right. those things to go together. Gotcha. Right. Whereas I think when I tried to listen to Red the first time, it was like hearing someone <laughs> over Black Sabbath or something. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? Which yeah. was really, I was like, why? <laughs> why would you do this? <laughs> this is nonsense. You you do that over, you know? Um, you don't do that over, you know, you don't fucking over that. What the fuck is wrong with you? You fucking idiots. These kids today, you know, I guess I'm just getting old. Yeah. Cause I was never older. I was never crankier and older in my life than I was when I was 28. 30 years. Yeah. Um, right. So how so I guess I really want to know then how did you feel about about these EPs then I think they're some of the best shit I've ever heard Oh yeah <laughs> Um so uh, all three of them um so they all kind this is something I wanted to talk to you about because they all I don't know if I would feel this way if I was able to sort of experience each one of them sort of like for months and months at a time mm -hmm. and then experience the next one and then experience the next like one. Just sit with one for a while. And yeah. It's really they, dig into, cause there's a lot going on in all of them. Right, 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 right. There's an incredible density of ideas. There's in, only, there's only three tracks on, or there's three, three and two tracks, but right. it's, it ends up being like 20 to 25 minutes each. Yeah. So. Like, right. Like the whole thing is, is something like this, like 45 or 50 minutes. Yeah. And you do the whole sequence, right? Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. Um, and um, maybe 55. Um, and, but each song has such a huge density of ideas. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. <clears throat> but it, it, it all kind of, uh, it, I, I loved all of it, but it almost feels like one album to me. It kind of does, yeah. Uh, it was hard for me to sort of, sort of feel like a conceptual line between first and second and then the stuff on on gray whatever 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 yeah and, and actually when they so initially first was released in 2004 mm -hmm. and then second was released in 2005 yeah and then i forget when the next one maybe 2006 or maybe early seven uh but it when they eventually re-released that they put first and second together right. as one thing. And right. that makes a lot of sense. It sure does. Because it's basically a continuation. Right, right, right. It feels like they had all of that written, and it was like, well, we only have enough money to do the first three. Yeah, something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that um, would make a lot of sense. Which I have to say, like, that was like a cool thing. Like, listen to it. I'm like, man, this is so fucking smart. Like, this is just the smartest fucking way <laughs> to to do this. Like, if you're like a band, and you know you're a good fucking band, and, you, and you've... you've You've paid your dues in other bands and you and you are gonna be able to be on a label. Yeah. Just like just do an EP because you're only gonna be paying support slots anyway. You're only gonna be playing 20 fucking 20 or 30 minutes anyway. You know? Yeah. Like do that fucking EP and go tour your fucking ass off. And then do another EP and tour your fucking ass off and like you know, have your shit nailed. Yeah, and if, you've, if you've got like twenty minutes worth of music and that's what you're going to be playing, then that yeah. it makes a lot of sense. I mean, have have that fifty minutes worth of music written or whatever, so you can do your hometown headline show when you need to, <laughs> right. or whatever, 
or but but you have that like it, you know it's like a comedian you know you got, you got a solid ten and tight, then you got tight the, five tight ten yeah yeah and then you got that other shit you're working on right you know what I mean that you're trying to iron and then when you record it it'll you know what I mean because you've worked it out live it'll be you know fucking amazing right right exactly and, and I'm like man that's just like that, that's just so fucking smart that's the way you sh- everyone should fucking do it or uh, I mean in an ideal world you know what I mean that would that's you know you can see the reasoning it makes a lot of sense yeah like instead of just like all right man well, we could put out a fucking 70 minute opus our first album take over the world you know <laughs> but uh yeah, but you, I, you wait till the fourth album to do that or right, third but, album. well if it just felt like so specifically geared around a band that knows they're gonna tour a lot yeah is how it felt. Yeah, and yeah. Now I I didn't I meant to I didn't go and like look up their early tour schedules. Watch the watch me like be told full of shit. And they like didn't play a show until two thousand nine or something stupid. I'm pretty sure they played a lot of shows. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure too. But I, I don't know if it's positive. But but yes. Um, uh, I think they were one of those bands. Absolutely, that was just like touring their fucking ass. Right, off. just like on every you know opening up for every tour, you know. Yeah. Um. So. But yeah, do they feel like they have distinct, like does second feel distinct from first to you at all, or way less so? So the, the thing that really struck me is I've I've gone back and listened to first and second a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never really messed with Grace Isle all that much, which is a, a split EP, like we said, that they put out with a band called Unpersons, mm-hmm. who I've never heard of, and I actually haven't listened to the songs either yet. I haven't either, but I wasn't going to say it. Uh, maybe I will at some point, but like. I came for the Baroness. You know, yeah, we're here for the Baroness. That's part, what we're gonna do. But there's like two tracks on there. It's like 20 minutes. One's 13 minutes. One's seven. Yeah, it's a lot of fucking music. And I I had listened to this at some point, and I hadn't really gone back to it. And going back to it now, I kind of remember why. And it's like it kind of just sounds like a demo. It, to me, it's really <sighs> meandering and kind of unfocused. And it sounds like they could have polished it up a lot. It sounds like they had some cool ideas, and they just didn't get a lot of time to work on it or something. Uh, it sounded very demo-ish to me, though. Uh, and that's and that remembering now, I'm like, yeah, that is what I sort of remember. It's hard to tell if it's demo-ish or if it's just spacey. I, th- I think there are aspects of both. For me, for I, me. But I'm less familiar with, like, their entire catalog, you know, so... I, I mean, there. I think you're not wrong. I think there are aspects of both. But, like, coming... If you want to compare directly with first and second, because if some there are some other places where you look at this EP, the Grace Eye EP, and they're like AKA third, because mm. first, second, third, and I'm like, well, if you can, especially considering it in that light, it seems like they just had some demo songs they just wanted to do something with. Right. It was uh, like, hey, do you want to do a split with this band? Oh yeah, sure. We're working this shit out. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You know. And did I read that like it was like a single take or some shit? Or was that like second or something? I think that was second because okay. I think I remember seeing that as well. Yeah, because one of them felt they, like, like knocked it out super quick. Yeah, there's like, oh, that feels that feels like they recorded all of that <laughs> at one time. Yeah, uh, I think that's the case. But uh, let's see here. I remember reading that about one of them. I think it might have been second. I think uh, it, it was recorded in one session. Yes, second. The exception yeah. of the vocals. Blah, 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 blah. Yep. But, uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, first and second, they they sound like they could have just been an album. Yeah. Essentially. They sound very similar. The production sounds very similar. Like the, it does. A similar caliber. <clears throat> yeah. But then third has a lot of differences to it. And uh, to me, I don't know. I guess there's a reason I didn't really go back to it very much. This is like, sure. it sounds kind of unfinished. 
and it's it's fine. Right, I gotcha. But it, um, uh, but but first and second, they could have put out as an album, but uh, yeah. Right, yeah. So some of the things that 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 I put out, the, like the thoughts that hit me while I was listening to first, <clears throat> were like, "This is some guitar ass music." Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it is absolutely. And all of their stuff is very guitar centric, but 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 not not in a bad way, obviously. Um, right, yeah, th- things we already talked about. That's true for all of their stuff. Is that is that it doesn't sound like anyone else. They don't use traditional song structures, but it's still mm-hmm. very easy to listen to, and it has lots of hooks. Yeah, <laughs> and like to yeah. do all three of those. Yeah, is is really that's that's r- fucking wow. Is 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 what that is, you know? Yeah. Uh, that the all the stuff on first and second, it 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 does have all the stuff, and it's it's to me, it's maybe not as uh, obviously, it's not like as polished or or fluid as some of their other stuff will become later mm-hmm. on. Uh, it's it sometimes it feels more like constituent parts put together as best they can mm-hmm. but they're still done really well yeah it, it, it kind of so so another thing i wrote down here is like this feels like a very live record you know like they pl- it, it i'm not saying they did i don't know how they i don't know how to record but it f- has that feel like they played in the room together yeah you know like that kind of like well if they did it all in one take i get it it probably was pretty live <laughs> sure yeah well, it was like oh you wanted that oh you wanted that snare drum louder there i guess you should have fucking played it louder you know like that it, <laughs> um you know, so uh, uh, an engineer friend of mine talked about like that jazz records are the easiest records to mix because those musicians basically self mix as they play. Mm. And he's like, you barely, he's like, I barely have to touch the faders after, you know, when I record a live jazz, when I record like a jazz, you know, trio or, or quartet live in the studio, you know, when I'm done to mix it, I barely have to touch the faders. Yeah. That you makes know. sense. I mean, that's like built into the the structure, right? Of right. of jazz. You know so, what I mean? Yeah. And so, but sort of like referencing this idea that we've talked about before of sort of like what makes an album great, you know, and or, or like the criteria, right? You know, like songwriting, production, performance, oh. right? Performance, and these first two EP, we're really all three of them feel very performance um, heavy. Like I'm th- not to throw shade to the songwriting, yeah, right. But but the magic in these is the way that they're playing these things. Yes, um, the individual unique phrasing of them as a band, <clears throat> as, as musicians and whatnot, and that unique execution that 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 only comes from sort of rehearsing the same songs with the same four people a hundred times before you go into the studio. You know, yeah, that to get that unique, all that unique kind of like push and pull and all that sort of breath and life into the takes and whatnot, you know, it feels very performance centric where that's what you talk about. Like that's like what makes a great jazz album is all performance because sometimes you're playing songs that it's not about the song, right? It's not, it's not the song craft per se, you know, it's it's, about the performance. It's the performance and the, and the impromptu story with the human tension and push and pull that you're able to tell with your instrument there in the moment, you know, and, and all that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's exactly spot on. Uh, because 
<clears throat> something that I have always definitely throughout these first through the EPs and throughout Red, uh, and less so. I think they kind of really came into their own on Blue, which we'll get to later. Um, but it, especially when I got way into Red, one of the things that I thought and something that I mentioned when we saw them the first time was like. I think that they really understand how they want to sound. Mm. They're just not quite there yet. Mm. And to me, all the, these EPs and this album and, and Red all sound like they have a very clear, like they're really trying to do something. Yeah. And they can't always quite nail it 100% on the grid mm. lines. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But they're they're doing the or as they know, close as they possibly they can. They know where they're going. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. And so all these performances feel like they have intention behind it all. Of and they're course. going for something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and it feels like it feels like they arrive at it on red almost to they, me. Like I think they do. Like yeah. red feels like a a more like cuz I would say the songwriting is better on red than than you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, there but I don't I don't, don't want to go that far. Um I don't want to go that far say better. Um I would say maybe more focused. Yeah, because there's a there is a magic and a charm to this to the the songwriting on 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 the EPs. I don't I don't totally. I don't want to I don't want to take away from that. Totally. Yeah. 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 Um, they they just do some things differently on the on the EPs that they sort of evolve. Yeah. On on red. And um, another thing I said uh, was like straight up hardcore and black metal in this bitch, yeah. which I was not expecting. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You know, like on that second song, like twenty seconds in, when it's like, I was like, "Oh, that's a black metal riff." Is he gonna? Are they, is he gonna? Is he gonna? Oh, it's a blast beat. There's a blast beat on the Baroness it's like song. A yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" You know. Uh huh. There's a moment in the second EP where there's just straight up. And I'm like, "Oh my god, these guys! Yeah, 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 yeah. guys!" Um, yeah, the, these these first two EPs, especially, there are like such it's it's so firmly rooted more in early like sludge and like there's even like a little bit of doom thrown in there for sure for here sure and there yeah and like now now that I've like listened to a few now that I consider myself a crowbar fan you know <laughs> and I've listened to a, to to some crowbar records and whatnot and and <laughs> like ah uh, the the language of this is a lot more. It, I, I get it. It's more familiar now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. I, di I didn't get it, you know, 10 years ago when I tried to listen to it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was like, I genuinely love this. I was not expecting it to be this heavy. Yeah. This, <laughs> um, this is like, I think by far their heaviest shit, it's, especially vocal-wise. Like oh, this, sure. this is like the most harsh vocals that they ever do. Right, right, right. And they're tuned pretty low, right? Are they, are they like, I think I read like drop B- or, yeah, or something like that, or I don't know, drop I, A. I didn't actually look, but that's what it kind of feels like. But what's funny is like they're the first. I've, I think they're the first metal band in history that 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 as their career progressed, they started tuning up. <laughs> you know, mm, yeah. Because yeah. I think I think what I read is like most of the recent stuff is like in D. Standard, I think it's just in D at this point. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like did that said no metal band ever, right? Um, yeah, because they 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 are from uh, I think they are billed from like Savannah, Georgia, mm -hmm. but they also did a lot in I think Virginia, and I think some of them now they're based in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. These days, 
and I think they were at some point back then too. But they they sort of came up in the same scene as like Mastodon and Kylesa and all these other okay. bands like the High on Fire and shit. Gotcha. And they played with all those bands uh, coming up, Clutch as well. Sure. Um, so they were in that like stoner rock, yeah, yeah sort yeah. of sludgy mm-hmm. uh, space back then. And so that was like that was something I thought about going back to first and second as well. Was like first came out in two thousand four, right? Like what? If I had found this shit in two thousand four, how would that have hit me? Right, 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 right. How do you think it would have hit you? I think I would have fallen in love with it. Like I, I think I would have been way into it. Yeah, it's hard to know because because it's still there's still so much unique weird shit going on. Yeah. I think that's still what it, I think that's what would have caught me more than anything back then. For like sure. All the weird unique changes and cuz even on these first two EPs they're still doing the guitar harmonies in at weird intervals. They're still doing right. the vocal harmonies mm-hmm. here and there. It's, yep. it's it's all screamy here. It's a little lower and screamier here. Right, 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 right. But uh the, all the like I said all those constituent parts to what Baroness would become. It's all here. Right. And it's um that is always an interesting thing to like speculate on because I feel like, <clears throat> you know, because the music we were making together at that time was all about faster, more intense, more very um, how to make things more angular and like more um, sort of intentionally like obtuse but still have a hook and still like, how can we play? Like, like our priority was, okay, well, we want it to be fast. We want it to be intense. We don't want it to sound like anyone else. And for it, for us to do that with the tools that we had, that meant that we played a lot in odd time. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, we, we wanted to keep things as interesting as we could. And that was kind of one of the main ways that we knew how to do that. Right. That was the tool that we, that's the tool that we were using the most when we stopped being a band. Yeah. But it's interesting to speculate on like when we would have run well, run dry on that well, you know, and when we would have tried just writing on a computer and when we would have discovered we didn't have the patience for that. <laughs> <laughs> and and then when we would have like just just like, well, what if we played as slow as we could? <laughs> yeah, right. Because I feel like that's what would have happened. I feel like. You know that 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 would have been extremes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Like that that somewhere around two thousand eight, we would have like flipped a switch, and 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 like become like our version of a sludge band. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. Um. <laughs> it's like this, we're gonna go slow as we as slow as we can imagine. Gung gung ba gung gung. It's not even slow. <laughs> this is <laughs> so there. There are parts on on these EPs where they do go incredibly slow, and especially in the second half of Son of Sun, the second track on second. Oh, where they whoom doom. Oh, that is so good. And then like ten seconds later, doom. It's and they, so cool. It's like, two, it's like two and a half minutes of that, and then then comes the second part of the song. Uh-huh. Which is totally different. And I was like, is this a, another track? No, it's the same fucking track. That is so cool. It's so good. I love that fucking moment in that yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so rad. Because uh-huh. uh, yep. some, some, you can tell it's, very, like, again, like very performance-centric. Like, sometimes it's, like, slightly off. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, staggered a little bit here and there. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, and, uh, but, yeah, and, and, and another thing, I was, I was like, I met, uh, like, speculating 
as I was like, I'm I'm excited to hear the rest of it, and speculate why I didn't why I didn't like it then. And and something I put here is like I imagine it wasn't heavy enough. Um, but also like like not melodic enough, like yellow and green, you know. So right. like this stuff at the time, 2012, when I tried compared to yellow and green, this is very much not very melodic. Right, 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 right. Th- that right. album is so incredibly gone that direction. Right. That it, you can't compare. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and but then it also sense. wasn't like as heavy as whatever the fuck I was listening to in 2012. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it very it very much falls into a weird. <sighs> But you know what, man? I, that was during a period where I wasn't really listening to a lot of heavy stuff. Um, I remember that was when I got into Ghost. Mm. Um, okay. So, huh. Anyway, I don't, I don't know if I was listening to much new heavy stuff during that time period anyway. Um, but looking back, I think the main thing is that I was I was unfamiliar with that. Like we, like I said, that, that language the sort of the language of, of sludge and stoner and da, 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 yeah. and all that. So, so it was very jarring for me. Right. I mean, I could see that cause it does fall into a very weird, like it's an, red is not a very heavy album. I, all, I feel like it is all, all things considered. Well, like, well <clears throat> traditionally heavy. Sure. Let's say fair enough. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's not, uh, hmm. there's a lot of, there's a lot of, they fall back or they fall into like a major chord a lot of the time. Okay. Which is very strange to do in the first place. Okay. And it doesn't sound as like dense mm. in a lot of ways. Okay. And it's not as overtly screamy as the EPs. Sure. And it, they just sort of, sort of like you said, they sort of honed, or I don't know, I forget how you said it earlier, but focused. Focused. Yeah. They, they were able to focus their songwriting more and. Hello. <laughs> we're back. Um, Take your word for it. What were we saying? Um, yeah, I think it's overall, especially focused. focused. Es- yeah, especially compared to the two EPs, this doesn't sound as. And I think this, this stuff at the time, it's not as traditionally heavy because mm-hmm. the, uh, the same year, again, the Blackening came out the same year, and then in two thousand nine, right, was Locust or twenty ten. That might have been eleven. That was, was it eleven. Was it that much later? Okay, that was eleven. So yeah. either way, the black ending had been the black ending had made its mark on, on, on us. us. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So, well, it, and it's sort of like that was and Obzin came out around the same time as well. Obzin was 08. 08, Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that changed everything. So especially for like that, that was a fucking gauntlet thrown down. I think it hit us less, but for people younger than us, man, that was <clears throat> yeah. a. That was a um, like a like a watershed moment for, for sure. Yeah, I mean I've talked about that before, but like just that specifically that year, two thousand eight, yeah. like the fucking like as like Obzen and um, I think the Faceless Planetary Duality came out, Origins, uh, Antithesis, right? Um, Niles, those whom the gods detest, um, and I think like there's another one, um, Obscura's Cosmogenesis, right? Like these these records that are just like. The motherfucking pinnacle, right? And um, of sort of like precision and brutality, and <laughs> yeah. and and technicality, all come out in this same fucking year. And these poor fucking like thirteen year olds are like, "Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I got to do this." Oh no! 
Gotta do my homework. God damn it, man. Six months ago, I heard Metallica for the first time. <laughs> now I got to do, 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 do. No, I know. Not this. Yeah. You know, whatever. Oh, fuck. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the Red is just not as, it's not a heavy album in that way. Right. It, But it does so many interesting things. I think, I think I was just still on that, like, heavy has to be. It has to be more. It has to be more. It mm-hmm. has to be more. And anytime I wanted this kind of heavy, I wanted Sabbath. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? And and so I would go, that's because I was- a, You already had that. Yeah, I was basically. a Sabbath fanatic yeah. in high school. So I would go to that. Right. And, and so- um, Yeah, I guess, the, I guess, okay. Because I was, I was always a Sabbath fan, but never like a fanatic- yeah. And at some point, I went, like I said earlier, like I went looking for more stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to do. We need some fucking Black Sabbath episodes. We need some fucking Black Sabbath episodes. Dude. Yeah. Dude, there's a, there are some strange periods in their career after <laughs> Ozzy leaves. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't even know. Oh, you, I don't. You have no oh, fucking I clue. <laughs> I know that they're strange, but I don't know the depths to which they are strange. You have no fucking clue. Um, yeah. Basically, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a shorthand okay. here. Okay. okay. Elevator pitch. After Dio leaves. Oh, after Dio leaves even. Okay. Oh, shit. So, Geezer and Tony, like, like they, they're like, hey, man, you know what would be awesome? As if we started a band with Ray Gillen from Deep Purple. Mm-hmm. And they write and record this record. And they're like, this is a new band. Oh, right. And the record level's like, fuck you. That's a Black Sabbath record. <laughs> right. And yes. if you listen to it expecting it to be a Black Sabbath record, you are like, fucking excuse me? <laughs> but if you listen to it like, oh, this was supposed to be a new band, then it's really kind of fucking cool. And there's also there's also like all this live – there's like really great live versions of, of – uh, did I say Ray Gill- – Ian Gillen. Um, yes, yes. Sorry. Ian Gillen. Yeah, uh, of, of him doing like – the classic Sabbath songs and it's fucking amazing. Oh wow. Um it's like like he does he does a better job, I feel, with the classic Sabbath stuff than uh like Dio does. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really like the way that Dio did the classic Sabbath stuff. Um Dio's a very different thing. It's so different. It's so different. It's so different. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's amazing in his own right. Absolutely he but, is. Yeah. Um no shade towards Dio, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um to be, to be fair, Ozzy's a fucking weird vocalist. Yeah, like Dio's <laughs> so. like it's like Dio's like too good. Like, exactly. like like his voice is like too pure. Exactly. And like too clean. He can do too many things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he so, tries to do them with Ozzy's vocal style. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's like there's a, you have to do like to make Sabbath songs sound right, you almost have to do like the like on the vocals, you have to do like the right kind of nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. if you add like too much, like, you know, generals gathered in their masses. <laughs> like if you add too much on it, you're like, fuck off. Like just fucking die. <laughs> That's not what that song's supposed to be, you yeah. know? Only Mike Patton can cover that song. Well, but he takes it to fucking oh, to yeah. Mike Patton places, so it's okay. Oh, no. yeah, that's great. Um, but <laughs> So then, then that's a shit show. So then, like, all right, Tony, Tony's like, all right, man, I want to do a solo record. I'm gonna work with Glenn Hughes, and I'm gonna do like a slow solo fucking like rock, like pop rock record, you know. And I'm gonna call the band Seventh Star, 
da 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 da. It's gonna be the Tony Iommi solo record. This was in the '80s, sometime. Yeah, like the right. mid '80s yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'll make some '80s ass fucking pop record, or not not pop record, but like a you know. And the record was like, "Fuck you! That's a Black Sabbath record called Seven Star." <laughs> so, Man. so there's this you so so, but like when you think about like what's happening while well, that's is that is absolutely destroying the brand of the band. Like that's destroying the name Black Sabbath and making the name mean less and less and less every time. Which is like the absolute opposite intention of what these goobers are trying to get yes, done. Yes, it's yeah. a terribly short-sighted decision for a record company to make. So it's it's something like seven years or, or some shit before uh, they make Eternal Idol, which was like the first record that like Tony meant to be a Sabbath record <laughs> since Dio left or something. It's, you know what I mean? And you listen, you're like, oh, that's a, that, yeah, that, that is a Sabbath record. <laughs> um, and so it's just, it's, <clears throat> anyway. Weird. It's it's bananas, but yeah. We should, we, we'll, Tony, Tony did eventually get his solo album. He did. He it was did. like ninety seven or eight like, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Iomi. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, oh, we should just have everyone sing on it. Yeah, just like, get a bunch of guests. Get, get fucking Dave Grohl in there and Phil Tomo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, right. So, but yeah, heavy. When you wanted heaviness, you went up a Sabbath at that point, or if, when I wanted that like groovy, that specific thing, type, right? Or down, or that down record. Mm, you mm. know what I mean? So right. I wasn't like you weren't averse to that style. You just already kind of had what you, yeah, or, yeah. or you had a you had a you had a preconceived notion of what it should be. Well, like, and it's maybe. almost like before the sort of the brakes fell off, or like I I had gotten, or it, things had hit the end point of that, like how fast and how brutal and how precise can you get? Mm -hmm. um, and and so and it and it was all it was, yeah yeah it was just sort of like before it was before my mind got open to that kind of heavy. Which didn't really happen until like we're really like within the past I guess like six, well four or six years or something like that, you know, is whenever I start to really open my mind to that, you know, that kind of heavy. Like I got really like last year was when I went down the big doom rabbit hole, doom metal, doom metal rabbit hole. Right, right. Um, and so, so yeah, I think I think that was <clears throat> that was an aspect of why. I didn't get it. Um, sure. Um, another so another funny thing that I said uh, about during the second EP was <clears throat> I was like, "This is a this is like Queens of the Stone Age, but they're not trying to write music for girls." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So kind of. Let, let, let me <laughs> let me elaborate on what I'm saying there. Okay. There's a specific modern drummer interview with Josh Homme and the drummer. Yeah, because last name's Castillo, I think. Oh, oh, the current drummer? I don't know who the current or the modern. I don't know who the modern Queens of the Stone Age. I'm so is. sorry, because this guy's legit as fuck. Um, they've had many. They've, well, they've had a few drummers over the years. Yeah, and but, all their drummers are legit as fuck. But yeah. um, I mean, they started out with well, they didn't start out, but they had Dave Grohl. Yeah. Um, and I think they've had John Theodore mm. as their live drummer for uh, a couple times, and that guy's from another planet. Um, okay, I just I'm I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna slow down, yeah, so, because I need to get this guy's name right because it's fucking important. Joey Castillo, 
Okay. There you go. go. From 2002 to 2012. Um, Dude's legit as fuck. I wonder if he's related to Randy Castillo, who was Ozzy's drummer for a long ass time. Right. Anyway. Um, but Josh Homme says some shit in the interview of, of, about like, it's a bad sign if there's too many girls or if there's not enough girls at your show and that you need to write music that like girls want to dance to or something like that. And it's like, it's a whole, it's a whole bit that he like gets into or some shit like that. Like, you know, like, yo, I'm in. If there's too many dudes at your show, you're not cool. You know, like that kind of shit that you can imagine Josh Homme saying. And I'm like, that's yeah. real funny because most of the people I know love Queens of Stone Age are fucking dudes, you idiot. Um, yeah. But <clears throat> so, but like what I, so that, I that, fucking love that band, but man, they're incredible. Just some stupid shit. Sometimes. They're incredible. They're an undeniably incredible band. Yeah. But but that's what I'm referencing when I'm like, oh, this is like this is like Queens of Stone Age, but they're not trying. But like they don't care how many dudes like their music. Maybe that's the <laughs> that's the funnier way to say it. It, it can be a sausage fest. Bring yeah, it on. yeah, they're like yeah. you know. But it because you you get like the same kind of like grooves sometimes. You get like the same kind of like intricacy, the same kind of catchiness. Um and whatnot, but they don't hone it down to like a a digestible pop song, the way that Queen so the Stone Age does. Yeah, like whiffs. You get like whiffs of it. You know what I mean? Like just there will be just like a do go back a go go back a you know or whatever you know. Yeah, I don't know. You're a fan of both bands. There's some I haven't really thought about it very much, but there there is some intangible, or maybe it is very tangible. I don't know. There's there, there's a there's an aspect of that style of of rock of that's like stoner rock. Yeah. Just just take stoner rock for mm-hmm. example, and there's some aspect of that that is undeniably like catchy. Yeah. But it's also undeniably like heavy. Right. But not in a this is loud and fast type sure. of way. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or even low type of way. Right, 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 right. It just has like a gravity to it, and I don't yeah, really know yeah, how to yeah, for explain sure. that. For sure, there's a weight. Yeah, to it, you know and I don't I mean? really know what it is about it that makes that happen, mm-hmm. even necessarily. But all the all the all the best music in those genres has that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it's it's like the Zeppelin thing, right? You know what I mean? Like Zeppelin has a Zeppelin weight, has that same thing. Has a weight. Yeah, behind it, you know. That's true. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool, man. That's all I had. That I did. So yeah, that's all I had to say about the EPs. Okay. Dig in a little deeper. Or did you have anything else? Or you want to dig in deeper to red? No, that's pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's go that route. That's all pretty right. much all I had as well. So there's a lot of like general thoughts that I had uh-huh. that sort of apply. Again, that's what's kind of tricky is like everything I say about any song applies to every song. <laughs> you know, um, but sort of a uh, which is interesting because this is a all things considered, I th- I feel like this is a pretty um, diverse set of songs. Yes. Yes. Um, I guess like what is good about them as a band is good in every song. Okay. Yeah. On this album. I see what you mean. And on the EP. Yeah. Yeah, It is is what I mean. Okay. Um, So for instance, like one of the first things I I wrote while listening to Red. And again, like, but this is true of the EPs as well, is that it's so cool to hear two guitars panned hard left and hard right. I always listen to Shown Headphones. Yeah. Um, but they're playing different things. Sometimes really different things. Y- yes. And that is so fucking cool. And it's, and it's not played perfectly together. No. 
Sometimes it's even a little discordant. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like in and, and when it's like a harmony even, but they're playing like the same rhythm, but they're playing it like at intervals apart. Sometimes it's it's a little flammy. Yes. But it makes it sound huge. It does. It's it's you know. That that's the that's the performance centric thing, I think. I think that goes with that that you're talking about. Like they they don't do things because you, you think about dual guitar harmonies and you think like, you know, priest or yeah, maiden or right. Metallica. Right. And I think maybe this is closest to some Metallica stuff. And specifically I'm thinking of like the solo in like Master of Puppets. Okay. The the slow part. The do 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 because they're they play at a kind of a weird interval there. But all of Baroness's shit throughout their entire fucking catalog is all at weird intervals. Okay. It's never like a fifth where it sounds like a metal thing. Right. It's right, always right. some weird thing that almost sounds like they're doing it wrong <laughs> most of the time, but it, they, but they make it work. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's just like on this edge of like, are you, you fucking up? No, you, no, you're just doing something different. Do you know what intervals they're using? I or don't. You don't? I, so. I don't think it's always... The... I wonder if it's like a fourth or... I think a lot of the times it is actually close to the same, but I don't know what it is. Okay. I've never looked into it. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. But it, but it is something that you don't associate with like, man, this sounds fucking cool or metal traditionally. Right. This doesn't sound metal. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but it's just an interesting thing that they do. And uh, sometimes it almost sounds wrong, like I said. Right. Dude, I, I, so I, I was listening to this random podcast with Andy Sneap, okay, who is like, uh, do you know who Andy Sneap is? Okay. He uh, modern metal production is kind of his fault. Um, and, <laughs> okay, so, his fault. Um, he he makes incredibly um, precise sounding recordings. I can't I can't think of like exactly like what his first like whenever we all sort of learned who he was. Okay, um, as a producer, but um, he started playing with uh, as Judas Priest's guitarist. Okay, um, I thought you were about to name a band like as Eden Burns, but as Judas Priest. <laughs> as guitarist. Judas Priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. Um, and so... Huh, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, like Early Testament, or, you know, Nevermore, Testament 2001. Um, this is mixing. Okay, he mixed like Opeth's Deliverance. Okay. You know, right. uh, Arch Enemy, okay. Exodus, uh-huh. you know. Okay, a mix and mastered Kill Switch Engage, heart, End of Heartache. Okay. Okay, so like as you start to yeah. get that modern metal sound, he's a big part of like that clarity and that right. precision and right. fullness <clears throat> of the modern metal sound is Andy Sneap. I see. Um, But anyway, so, but, but then he became Juice Priest guitarist, blah, blah, blah. But he was talking about um, like when they record like Halfer's vocals and with the, you know, cause the same dude, I don't remember his name. He's produced like every priest album for like 20 or 30 years or some shit. Mm. But the, like, there's like a priest harmony. So anyway, I can't, so I was talking about Andy Sneap. Yes. And, and I, I wrote it down, but it's in my like notes on my old iPhone or whatever. So I can't tell you exactly what it was, but there's like a, all right, so when we record Halford's vocals to get that pre-sound, right. here's what the intervals are. Yes. And, like, you do a pass, and it's, like, it's something like, okay, like, the note, like, the octave, and, like, and, like, the third, and, the, like, like the and the sixth, and the third above. It's something. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, okay? I don't remember what it was. Don't fucking quote me on it. Blah, 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 blah. But it's, like, some... St- 
some very specific non-obvious combination okay uh, of of intervals that 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 makes that like you know priest sound yeah which i thought was like man that's fucking fascinating <laughs> yeah uh they had a a recent album came out a few years ago called firepower which is amazing <laughs> it's like it's Sounds like a Judas Priest album name. It does the Priest thing better than any. It does the Priest thing exactly how I want Priest albums to do it. You know what I mean? So it's it's. Is it's, it Halford? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah. Oh man, they have buried Tim Ripper Owens albums. Like they act like it shit just fucking didn't exist. They just throw they you know poor fucking guy. Like they they don't. I, I've told you about the the fucking. Uh, album review show by the two minutes to late night guys that mm-hmm. I, I listen to all the time and they did they did uh, Drugulator yeah the yeah, Timber yeah. Bro's album and they fucking loved it dude that guy is apparently it's great I remember it being pretty good back then man Priest is an interesting band that that I think there's very like sort of specific reasons why why we don't People our age don't, or a lot of people our age don't have like a really strong association with Priest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's, I mean, uh, by, the, by the time we came up, they had kind of already passed in a way. Not really. I mean, um, I, I, kind of the same way as Iron Maiden, in, in a way. Like they didn't really, but they, but they were having lineup drama with their original singer, not with them in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes even going as far as like, all right, well, we're not a band anymore. We're on hiatus or whatever. Right. So that, and that's affecting their ability to tour. So their ability to be seen by, by us, young kids going to concerts, blah, blah, blah. That's true. Um, but also uniquely with priest is that they are this weird band where they have like three songs that literally everyone has fucking heard like living after midnight uh-huh. and breaking the law uh-huh. or I don't know, whatever, but whatever. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And like painkiller probably maybe not that one, but, yeah. but those two okay. for sure, everyone has literally heard like literally. And so th- that, but that, but they feel like that, they feel like that feels like classic rock. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, that doesn't feel like metal. The, one of the first times that I ever actually heard a priest song was on Beavis and Butthead when they were watching the video for Breaking the Law. Mm-hmm. And they loved it. You know, Mike Judge loved that song, so he made them love that song. Right. Like, breaking the Law. Breaking, that was a cool thing. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, Breaking the Law, but this sounds like classic rock. Yeah. And it, it, to me, at the time, it had just kind of, it was an old thing. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And, and, and so, like, but, so they didn't feel like, like we didn't experience priests the way that people five years older than us would have experienced priests, where they like went to a fucking priest show and and like you know like and and heard all of it, yeah, and not just the the songs that happened to be radio hits, because right. there was other stuff that they were doing in the seventies, like leg, like progressive as fuck, like just like legit out there you know what i mean and that they that they'd been doing it and pulling on the thread since they were like like so early on like mm-hmm. 1973 or 74 or some stuff it's banana sandwiches but anyway priest is a really interesting band speaking of speaking of intervals <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, yeah exactly uh <laughs> yes um and so then I, I also wrote like nice shaker at three twenty seven. So 
But dude, dude, anytime you have like something heavier, what was it? What was this in? This was in uh, the first song, a Red Pinion. Okay, Raise on Pinion. Raise on Pinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like no, the album's called Raise, right? <laughs> red Raise on Pinion. And Red Pinion. Raise Red on Pinion. And uh, I'll raise you a one Red Pinion. One Red Pinion. And uh, for your birthing. So, Isaac. Um, but anyway, my shaker. No, I mean, just someone comes up. It's just, it's just, and like, dude, if you can fucking execute. I know what you're talking. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. If you can like make a shaker fucking work or a tambourine. They're um, they're building on this part for a very, for like two minutes or so. And then it finally kind of comes in with like the bass and everything in unison. It's like. Yeah. 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 Totally. Oh, it's, it's, it's the kind of thing like you don't notice, but. But that, yeah. that that's the art of the shaker, man. That's the shaker game. <laughs> is is it's a thing that you, you know. This, this it, subversive shaker. Yeah. Like yeah. the shaker in the tambourine game is all about like elevating everything in such a way that no one notices. But if you take it away, right. it feels like something's missing. Right. You know, very, very important. The, 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 the shaker percussion, the shaker tambourine game. I, I've done gig. I, I did this one gig. How about, how about the cowbell? Cowbell's very different. Totally different animal. Okay. Totally different animal. Okay. You motherfucker. Um, <clears throat> well, that, so I sent you a link to that live Clutch show the other night. Where they, they, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, streamed, yeah, 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 yeah. Clutch streamed their entire concert from Baltimore. Like, very uh-huh. professionally done. It was, like, awesome to watch. But in the last couple songs, Mike Dillon came in on percussion. And in one of those songs, Neil Fallon grabs a cowbell, and he's doing the accents. And mm-hmm. I'm like... Oh man, I never even realized that that's what was really going on there. But he's obviously doing it right there, and uh-huh. it, there it is. And to me, it kind of works in the same way. But maybe that's a very specific. Okay, keep keep keep, keep talking. Keep sort talking. of thing. Well, shit, that was the end of my <laughs> spiel about that. But uh, I guess we're gonna talk about some uh, percussion-related uh, eccentricities here on the Richard Wooten podcast. Welcome. Uh, so like and subscribe if you haven't done that yet. And uh, let's talk about more interesting musical stuff while Richard looks for something. Yeah, while, while, and, I, while I look for my cowbell, which I can't find. But yeah, go watch that. Uh, go watch that Clutch show on their YouTube channel. That was like a two two and a half hour thing where they played their entire new album uh, during the course of that show, and also a lot of old shit. Did you like the album? I haven't listened to the album itself in full yet oh my god it was literally right behind me there it is the whole time i didn't know you were looking for the cowbell i was like, <laughs> you, you saw it, right? <laughs> like what the fuck are you doing <sighs> all right okay all so anyway cowbell right, time we're gonna do a little cowbell talk okay cowbell hour cowbell minute um so okay right so here's the cowbell thing right so a lot of times tell me about the cowbell thing because Cause I, I, you know, I've done a lot of gigs as a percussionist. Okay. Like a percussionist in a rock setting. Okay. Which right. is a very unique, um, that's a very unique thing to do. Um, and I've done like, I've done it in a lot of like contemporary churches too, which is again, a really, really weird place to sit, you know? Right. Um, which, but the whole purpose of it is, 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 is what I said a second ago with the shaker and the tambourine is you want to add this thing that doesn't. It doesn't stand out too it much. It doesn't stand out. But it sort of... Yeah, but just add a little bit of flavor, you know, add a little bit of spice, add a little bit of texture so that something feels like it's missing if you take it away. 
Sure. That's your whole job as a percussionist, which was very difficult for me to learn because that's very different than the role of a drummer. Right. That makes um, sense. And so, so anyway, but so like when people talk about cowbell shit, a lot of times like what they think about is they think of the fucking SNL bit. Sure. You know, the blue like, cold. you know, that's, that's even, even going over there. That's really loud. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, but just a guy like there's no getting around it. Hammer and quarter notes, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Will Ferrell and his fucking gut hanging out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Right. Yes, totally. And so supposedly the reason you hear that on so many fucking um, records like in the 70s like that is supposed, you know, the what someone was like, oh, dude, that, that's because the fucking drummer in the band had shitball fucking tempo. And you've got like a fucking producer that they needed like a makeshift yes! metronome. Yes. Like you've got a fucking producer uh. like banging on the. You know what I mean? I remember one of the most jarring experiences of my life was a fucking band director getting pissed at us for dragging. And so he grabbed a drumstick and he just beat the shit out of a music stand. Like the whole <laughs> fucking, the whole song, you know what I mean? Um, and so, Great. but right. So that's like one thing you could, you know, like that's one purpose of the cowbells, like play quarter notes, keep idiots on tempo. Okay. Right. Um, but a guy, um, this guy, Benny Bloom, he plays trumpet and lettuce. Now he'll do fucking cool shit because he's hung out with cool ass fucking percussionists. And so like, he'll play like, you know what I mean? And so when you're doing that, like I'm just holding a fucking cowbell thing, you know, you can like control the, the length of the note. You can mute it. You can do right. Cause the more of it you grab, the less intense the sound. Right. And so, yeah. If you if you want it, you know, it just depends on the group. Like if you're doing something like in like kind of a I didn't I wouldn't even fucking bring one to those like praise and worship kind of gigs because it doesn't that kind of syncopation doesn't make sense in the tempos that they and the vibes they play in. Sure. You know? No place for it really in those songs. Right. Right, 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 right. Some djembe. In, in some verses, some shakers, some tambourine on the chorus, some extra cymbal crescendos, maybe some chimes, you know, okay. um, maybe some congas in a verses, you know, maybe some mallets on, uh, maybe bring an extra floor tom for some mallets in the, if hey, there's a heavy bridge, like that's what that gig needs, right? Yeah. Um, but there's a whole art to this thing and there's a whole art to how you incorporate it into the drum set and all this sort of stuff. And and then you, you know, when you play in like, you know, like those like kind of like funkier tempos, you know, and you can get into like that, all that sync. You know, and get into all that cool funky shit. So anyway, you mentioned cowbells. Uh -huh. So, yes. <laughs> so uh, I feel like I, I feel like I got to do like a, uh, some cowbell PR. Like because, a PSA. On yeah, because everyone makes that stupid fucking joke to me. Sure, sure. I can't tell you. I can't tell you how many fucking times I have like my whole fucking percussion rig like set up and some goddamn youth pastor wants to walk up to me. Dude, for 10 years I had to hear this joke. Okay? <laughs> I need more cowbell. <laughs> like you think you're the first person that's ever said that to me. Um people if, still say it to me. If there's not even a cowbell present. Well, there might have been No, okay, hold on. They no, that like I'm saying like you have your whole percussion setup and and like a tiny okay you know what I okay. mean okay I see um but no man I set it up on my, like my drum kit and people still like you know what I mean like it's like dude are you are you fucking idiots anyway 
So um, <sighs> maybe you can, maybe they're just trying to relate somehow, and that's you can yes. you can try to I'm look sure, at it from that I'm direction. I'm sure that's what it is. I'm sure but that's also, what it is. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm sure that's what it is. And 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 for me, at, at like a 27 like aggro kid, it was like, oh, you're not cool. Fuck off. And like now, <laughs> me is like almost 40. I'm like, I don't need any more friends. <laughs> I've seen that too. Ha ha ha. Still go the fuck away, but I'm not going to be as aggressive about it. Yeah. Uh, yep. 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 <laughs> if you need more cowbell, I got more cowbell. Ha 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 ha. Cool. Um, okay. Well, anyway, the shaker in that part of that song uh, on on red amazing does, does add something. Absolutely. It's now, amazing. Thinking about it, I know exactly what you mean, and it does work. <laughs> so, um, at some point in the future, like. I'll be able to look back at all of these episodes and all of these all, all of these thoughts, the smorgasbord of thoughts that I've put out there, which like this comprises all of the valuable things that Richard thinks he needs to say, and I'll be able to organize them. <laughs> That's but, what this is actually for, just to get a, a, a physical, or not a physical, but a, uh, an, uh, uh, a catalog that you can actually, you know, put, put, put together in some actual way. Right, it, it's it's going to it's like an inkbot test of of what I of what ideas I th- of of what are like the most important ideas in my head, you know. Oh, dude, that shaker sh- oh, you, you he heard a shaker and he talked for 20 minutes about oh, I guess that's important. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, he talked for 20 minutes about cowbell. Yeah, so <laughs> it turns out it's important to him. Um, okay. So here here we get to the important part. Okay. You you can you, you I'll just show it to you. Okay. So, three forty-five. The voice enters, <laughs> in all caps, because that's the first time you hear him sing uh, a note on red. That's the first time you hear him. So that, I, I guess I can go into this real quick here. Um, it's gonna it's gonna apply to the rest of the album, but um, something that they do a lot on this album. That they do, they do on the EPs too, but it's it's so obvious on this album is that, well, okay. First of all, there are instrumental tracks on this album. Yes, there are like half of the album is instrumentals, but in some of the tracks that aren't instrumentals, there are like three or four fucking minutes of them just doing instrumental shit. Right, and they just let it go and they let it breathe, they let it develop. Yes, and it's so fucking good. It really is every time. And this is one of those parts at the beginning of Raised on Pinion. The first like four minutes almost is just them developing this, this thing, this right. this uh, uh how to say not a riff but like a motif. Motif. There you go. It's so good, and they do that throughout the whole album, and they just let things happen so naturally, and it's it's so interesting yeah. and good every time. <laughs> right. And this is one of those times. Yeah. And I just imagine like, I wonder what it was like to, if you were already a fan, cause to me, that voice is, is, is that's what I was there for. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was like, that's what I loved about yellow and green. Yes. So that is like, that is an essential element to the Baroness sound, which is not present on the first three EPs. Right. And so like this being, I, I, I was like, I was like, there's going to be, when I was, I was like, there's going to be a moment when it happens. <laughs> and I wonder when it's going to be, is it going to be like, 
oh, in the middle of, of red somewhere? Is it going to not be till blue? What, when is it going to be? And then it just is like the first vocal that you hear on this record is like, we do notes now, motherfucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> on, on the EPs, there is like guttural screaming. Yeah. And that's primarily what the vocals are made up of. I don't, right. I don't know that there's any real singing. There's like some softer stuff on there. But there's none of this. They have a very specific. I made a note about it, but uh, there's a there's a unique like scream singing thing. Sure. That that he does. Yeah. Uh, and they do in unison mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, the the original guitarist did it too with him, and then uh, later on Peter does it in a very interesting, cool way. Uh, but it they do it they do a weird, in- harmonic interval. With their oh, okay. vocals, okay. That that other bands just don't do. Okay. And it's like a there, there's a bass note, and then they go like, huh, huh. and it's not always an octave. I see. But a lot of times it is. Okay. Um, and it has a cool effect, and it happens in a lot of these songs on I this see. album. Uh, but yeah, the the Baroness vocal right kicks in here. Yeah, and and so it was. Uh... It's 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 not a harsh it's not a harsh uh scream anymore. It's it's a there's a, it's there's a, a music, bellow. There's it's a musicality a, to it. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, bellow. Well, well, you you hear what his actual voice sounds like, and it's not yeah. it's not as like clean as it as it is on Yellow and Green, but it's still there. It's not complete like sort of. It's not completely masked behind like the the guttural distortion or whatever. Yeah. You know, and so it was. Um, so yeah, and it's just. It was really cool to start. I, I'm so grateful that I got to like have the experience of starting at the beginning <laughs> and leading up to this. You know what I mean? Because honestly, I think I, I think if I would have just started listening to Red, I don't think I would have. It would have meant as much. That's interesting. But starting with first yeah. and second, and like seeing how much they lived in that space, and then having a sense of the line, you know, a sense of the progression, made it, you know. Like it made like that moment on this like have some some weight behind it, you know. That's cool because it makes it feel so intentional because they've established that they can do other things because it was intentional. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, this was a change, right? Yeah. Right, right. It's like this is what we do now. Yeah, and this is the first vocal you're hearing on the record. You know, deal with it, whatever. Yeah, you I know? mean, d- directly after that, they do go into like rise. Odd pay, and they the, the, the sort of screaming thing right, again, right, 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 right. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. to the extent that they do on this album, sure, which is not a lot, right, right, right. Yeah, it's not, it's not like, and it's it's a nice halfway point, yeah, sort of between you know the the the, the first EPs and and where they end up, it's yeah, sort of what it feels. I'm I'm excited to hear blue, but we'll see, you know, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Wicked imagery in the lyrics, which you already talked about. <laughs> yeah, the, the lyrics on a lot of these tracks are very. Uh, if you just like go look at them on like a lyric site or whatever, they're yeah. very sparse. They're very oh yeah, very little lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like they get a lot out of they them. They really do. <laughs> in a in a really interesting way. Like yeah, 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 yeah. The, n- none of these songs ever feel like barren. <laughs> they never feel like empty. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like because a lot of times. Well, and it's just, it's so rare for there to be so few lyrics, but them to feel so important. Yeah. And, and for like, for it to feel as if, cause it feels like this music was written with almost like no regard to the lyrics and the lyrics were just put on afterwards. Almost. It almost feels like it, it, 
almost does, but that's because the music feels so complete without the yeah. lyrics, right? Um, but for there to just be like, yeah, we got one stanza, one stanza for the seven minute song, yeah, uh, and if for it to be like, yeah, that, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna do like some sick drum shit in here, and then we're gonna do guitar harmony for a while. It's gonna take you like two and a half minutes, and then we're gonna come back with one more line, and then that's it, and it do just, the outro. <laughs> they, yeah, there's so many ideas. It feels like they complete each idea. Yes. Yeah. And it never gets boring. It's fucking amazing. I don't know how they do all of those things. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, like, cause okay, Mashuga as as a counterpoint, like. They complete those ideas, but they put you fucking through it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say you get bored, but you might get, like, bludgeoned. You might get exhausted. The, um, the way that they pull you through those songs is, like, in a very aggressive, like, there's always a lot happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's like they grab you by the back of the head and they're like, I'm going to smash your face in the dirt. Yeah. All right, now I'm going to smash your face in the dirt. At a at a fifteen degree angle, now I'm gonna smash your face in the dirt. At a ten degree angle, <laughs> and a five, back to fifteen. You know, like, but it's it's just like it's you feel beat up after they've gone through all after they have completed that idea of playing twenty six plus six over four or yeah. whatever they're gonna fucking do. You like, know, he, and they he, do it. They're all its permutations and all its this, and you're like, oh, they did that, they did it. Yeah, even in like the slowest parts of like I, mm -hmm. it was like doom, 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 doom. Like there's a lot going on there yeah. that you kind of have to engage with. Yeah. Uh, whereas like some of this stuff, you can just kind of like it just kind of goes right, and right, it, like, right, right. It goes down easy, sort of like you said earlier. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very approachable, but still like always interesting. Some yeah some, somehow exactly yeah 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 yeah. Um. So uh, in the birthing, I was like, these guitars at 135. <laughs> and then it gets to the two minute mark. I was like, that's whenever it does like the drum, like kind of fall apart fucking thing. Go, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, these fucking drums, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they come back in and it's kind of like staggered. Like, yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. That, that riff, dude. That that was. But so, okay. So this is this is kind of an interesting thought, right? Okay. Um, and this applies to all of it. But this is where it, where it occurred to me. It's like, okay. There are a lot of things. Okay. How did I say it? Okay. There's a lot of things that are good about this that are also good about Zeppelin. And there's a lot of things... Zeppelin but, is a very good comparison to this, I think. I hadn't really made that comparison, but it really is a spot on. But there's also a lot of things that are good about Baroness that are also good about punk music. And there's also a lot of things that are good about metal that are good about Baroness. And that is an interesting trifecta to pull from because you have like sort of like it's groovy and it's huge and it's intricate the way that Led Zeppelin is. Yes. But it also has like this urgency that punk has. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I, and, 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 uh, and uh, this, this, I couldn't think of the right word. Um, I didn't want to say sincerity, but, but like, uh, uh, I, so I, I use the word warmth. Okay. As contrast to some of the like coldness that you get in metal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a kind of like a sterile thing 
that you might get in a metal song, like a, you know, like a Dimmu Borgir song, right? Like there's a certain, and that's, that's part of it is that like kind of emotion, like a soulless execution. And that's kind of, that's kind of the thing, right? Yeah. And you, that you don't get that in punk. And so I use, but, but, but yeah, like that kind of like urgency that like, um, I, I don't know how else to say, it, but but I think you you get what I'm what I'm saying. I know exactly what you mean, and I I also don't have a great way to describe it. But the best I think maybe the best way that I can say is like they do. Technically, they're doing some of the same things that like metal does. Yeah, but they do it with the intention of making you feel a certain way. Yeah, yeah, whereas, maybe that. Whereas metal, just like it, almost seems like a lot of metal just wants to feel really cool. Whereas mm-hmm. this is like trying to get across an intentionality or like a feeling or there's a, there's like a, a life, like a swagger. There's like a life to it. Yeah. 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 I, it's, yeah. there's a, 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 you know, breath to it. I, I don't know, Yeah. but there's a, there's a, there's a thing to it, you know, but, but it still feels like they're using like the metal language. Yeah. A lot of the times are like metal phrasing. Um, they're the, the like non-traditional song structures thing that metal does a lot. Um, so it's like, it's, you're getting like all of these elements sort of put together in a really, you know, unique way. Their stuff is often categorized as like progressive metal in addition to sludge metal. Because what else the fuck else do you call it? And I guess that's apt because it, it kind of is what it is. It's, it's like they're using the vocabulary of metal, but they're doing it in a different way. Right. That's exact, man. Like, that's exactly what you want to – like, if you want to – if you're like, all right, well, we're a metal band that's, that has a career and is going to be around forever, you kind of want to get lumped into that progressive <laughs> category because you don't fit anywhere else. Right. Meshuggah, Gojira, Opeth, you know. <laughs> and then because whatever else you do, it's not going to be, like, pigeonholed. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, they're doing this now? Fine. They're they pro- get to do whatever the fuck they want. Obviously, they can do that. They're progressive. Yeah, yeah, Why yeah, wouldn't yeah, they yeah. do that? Um, yeah, man. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a really hard thing to pin down, but it, to me, it, it, uh, uh, it perpetuates through all their stuff. Yeah. To, to me, there's like a, there's certain, uh, there's a certain, um, maybe, maybe this is the way to say it. There's a certain, um, it's an emphasis on performance in a sense. Um, like an, an, em- an emphasis on like, I, as this human being with my imperfections executing this music in a certain way, like an emphasis on that is that's maybe that's that other mm. layer of the punk thing. Whereas yeah, in yeah. metal music, there's almost like a, like I use Demi Borgir as like the Ur example of this is that there is like a, there's a platonic version of, of like a perfect form, like a platonic form and an idealized version of every song that they write that exists in the ether. You know what I mean? That, that they like, and it's the composition Right. That is the perfect thing. And mm-hmm. they are doing their best to 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 manifest. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like that that perfect, you know, um, representation of that composition. I understand what you mean. Yes. And this is not that like. Right. You know, this is, you know, like it, it it's meant to it's meant to encapsulate the the beauty and the breath and the life and the individuality of the band members, you yeah. know, whereas like, uh, you know, uh, 
like a Fear Factory song <laughs> is meant to sound like machines. Right. Do you know what I mean? Or or whatever. A lot of metal is kind of meant to to do that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so... And, like, the, the distinction I guess I normally make to... Or the way that I normally make that distinction traditionally, I guess, is, like, you can call that more, like, hard rock versus heavy metal. Because there's more of, like, a swagger, like a... God. I, I don't really know how to describe it. I don't have a good way to describe how this feels. That term has been tainted for me <laughs> I, yeah i don't even know what it means but like uh, like you say hard rock and i'm like i feel like i feel like i smell something bad oh um, that compost is coming through here yeah yeah like i uh, i i imagine i imagine like like the the watered down version of like of like i want to see you rock yeah. Are you ready, San Bernardino? Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. Or you know, like the drummer playing and he's twirling his sticks in between every hit and like kicking his crash cymbal and <laughs> you know, and it's like we're here to rock. You know, know. that's what. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't want that. <laughs> we don't want you to groove a little. We want you to rock. Like, don't dance, rock. Like that's. Come on, Philadelphia. Yeah. So you say like hard rock, you know, it's, it's a, yeah, I know that, 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 that term meant something at <laughs> some time that that was a good thing yeah. that, you know what I mean? But like now I'm, I don't, I don't, I, what do you, I, you mean Buck Cherry? Come on now. I guess maybe I do, <laughs> but unfortunately I'm not going to say that anymore. But, but that, but that, but I think it's because like all stuff that is labeled hard rock to me feels very, it feels extremely sterile to me. Mm, yeah okay you know so but that's not what you would have said about hard rock in like 1975 or something yeah so so anyway i i don't know what i'm talking about there but there there's a, there's a difference there like yeah i know i know what you're getting at there right it's just but it's, it's fascinating that they hit like, like you know all of the they hit they really hit all of those things um yeah and they, they somehow managed to be all those things at at the same time Right, and it, and it all works, and it all sounds original. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. It sounds unique. Yeah, it it sounds and 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 like that is always because for for as much as I think the Zeppelin comparison is apt, they also don't sound like Zeppelin. Mm -mm. But but they carry the same vibe as Zeppelin feel. They they carry that same like feeling. There's, There's a spirit to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, of like kind of unapologetically trying to accomplish this thing at a, at a. You that's know. a that's a great that's a great way to say it because some some of their stuff especially going forward it, there's like a um I don't want to say like anthemic but like there's the same intentionality you get by writing something that is anthemic where like you want someone to feel something mm -hmm, you want to mm -hmm, you want to mm -hmm. you want to rally someone behind something yeah 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 and a lot of their stuff going forward also does that okay and it's it's a fucking cool effect but it doesn't come off as like cheesy yeah i guess so i think some I, of the stuff on here does that but like it it goes forward more that okay. way okay also i think i understand what you're saying it's <laughs> this fucking camera well, i guess i'm just gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna Dude, order like to find one of these again. three more of these <laughs> um yeah cool uh, all right. In in the wailing wintry wind. Yes. Um. 
I wrote, oh, this is what I, I, I said this earlier, but like you can tell they put so much work in as a band. There are so many seamless trade-offs on what instrument has the lead voice, and it's all so intricate, but none of it borders on brainy, and it's a really crazy balance to all, to attain. Oh, and it's, man. It's all so fucking organic. Yeah. Too, you know? Because the first, like, what, three or four minutes of that track is just instrumental. Right. It's the... It's just, yeah. One of the signature Baroness things is, like, this this goofy bend out of nowhere. <laughs> okay, it, okay. But it always works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always a cool thing when it happens. Nice. And, uh, then... and they do it there. And, yeah, they... Mm. And then I, I wrote, mm. God damn, these lyrics are good. <laughs> Pure stank face. <laughs> so, like, when those lyrics come in at the end, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just like incredibly groovy at that point. Just right. It's, yeah, it's mega stank it's face. So good. Um, I yeah. don't remember. Have you seen? Have you watched the the series of Midnight Mass? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah. Okay. Oh it's hell like, yeah. It's like one of the best single seasons of television ever made. Anything, anything that dude does, because he did the House on Haunted Hill. Hill. He did House of Bly Manor yeah, or yeah, Haunting yeah. Bly Manor. Yeah. 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 I need to watch those. I haven't watched those yet. Mm. I'm, I'm I'm like kind of worried. I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're different things. They're they're more gothic horror than uh, well, what Midnight Mass it was. I guess like I'm worried in the sense of like, oh, this is this is gonna fuck with me for days on end. In that oh, sense. Oh, okay. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, don't don't forget that I I once thought demons were chasing me and was was running down the fucking street. So. Fair. I, I I'm sensitive to certain kinds of content. One might say. Fair point. Um, <clears throat> they're worth watching. But there's one of the songs that, like, kind of the imagery, like, it reminded me of, like, the setting of Midnight Mass, you know? Because it, mm. it, it's talking about, like, the sea and ocean and sailing, or, like, in, yes. like, waifs and wharfs and shit. Yeah, that was, the, that was the birthing. Um, yeah. yeah, I didn't remember which one it was, but, yeah. Like yeah. that kind of... Or in, in even, even Wintry Wind a little bit as well, so... The, his his lyrics do such an amazing job at being so sparse but so uh, evocative all the time. Yeah. He like somehow is just able to paint. I mean, he's a fucking artist. He's a visual artist, right? But he in but lyrically also he does such a great job at just like painting a, a picture for you. He re really. I, I don't know if there's been like more abstract lyrics. I'm kind of talking about yellow and green here, but like abstracts yeah. are lyrics that are that abstract that I. Feel that much? No, totally. I know exactly what you mean. Do you know what I mean? And to to me, this ha is going to happen on all their other albums too. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, there's, yeah. Anyway, that that'll that'll come back later for sure. So, um, but the, the, uh, this album specifically, there are just so few lyrics on every song that it's just amazing what he get kind of gets away with doing that. Yeah. Um. For sure. Um, I had a, so wander, you know, like cockroach, there, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are a few instrumental tracks on here. Cock, cockroach in Fleur is one of them. Right. And that's like such a cool interlude. Blah, it's blah, such blah. a cool, yeah, like a, a really cool acoustic sort of classical bent to it. Yeah. And I love the way it like speeds up mm -hmm. the whole way through. And then it ends with the riff to what comes back later in grad. Oh. Last track. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. I just I don't normally like music that's this notey. 
<laughs> this, all their music is very noty. For, yeah. for lack of a better word. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's there's always little tweedlies going on, or not even tweedlies, but like there's always a riff. There's always a melody. Right, but but it's, it's always like a riff you could sing, mm-hmm. which is like like. I mean, I listen to a lot of mu- music that has a lot of notes, but it's usually it's a lot of that low E. It's a lot of that open or that B or whatever, you know. The, the, yeah, the the quantity of notes. There's a lot of notes, but yeah. here there are a lot of different notes. Yeah, yeah, like it, like next to each other, like in sequence. Right. Um, like they're trying to be something. <laughs> like melody or something. <laughs> and uh, and I usually, but like there's just it's just. just well, and the other thing is that like other other music has that, but they like they just like have three sections that do it, and they just repeat those, and they don't they don't fucking do that. They're like, oh man, here's like a whole album's worth of riffs and fucking two songs, right? You know, right? I mean, it, it's it feels like they're trying to tell a story, in, yeah, in some regard, or like you get across a feeling, sure, in a lot of their stuff. Um, Wanderlust is kind of the same way though, where it has a huge musical part, and then right. it comes into the actual. I felt like I was starting to get hints of like yellow and green on Wanderlust a little mm. bit. Like, I guess. Are yeah. we there yet, guys? Are we there? A l- little bit. A little bit. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay. Do you want to hear the one thing I didn't like? Okay. On the entire hour and 40 minutes. Okay. <laughs> Across these three EPs <clears throat> and one full album. Yes. Okay. On A Leaf. Aleph? Aleph. Aleph. It's like the it's like a character in Hebrew. Right. I believe. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So at 324, around there. I'll just pull it up. Okay. Um Okay. Try to get off mic here. This is the second time they do it in the song, but Oh, is it the... It's the triplets. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Because the guitars aren't matching it. So... Right. And uh, okay. and so, it, like, it stands out and it fucks with the groove for me. <laughs> okay. It's the one... Okay. It's, like, the one thing. I can, I can understand that. It's not even, like, I didn't... It's not, you, you know, like... So if if the guitars had chunked at the same time, it would have made more sense. Or it I I just wish that he would have just done the same thing that he did the first measure. <laughs> just 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 or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. we didn't need to. We didn't need that variation there. I know that's y'all's <laughs> thing, but you know what, man? The other nine hundred and ninety nine times that they did it throughout these 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 uh, three EPs in an album, it was gold and worked. Gotcha. So you know, man, I can't I can't I can't disrespect the process. And who fucking knows? Maybe if I listen to the album more, that might become like my favorite thing. Maybe because I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, so it's there's always a part that I look forward to. And that's all. There's there's a thing that it's it's sometimes hard to tell if something, if you don't like something or if you just noticed it. Mm, when you're right. when you're unfamiliar with a piece of art, right? You know, like that stuck out so bad. Oh man, it must be like wrong somehow or something. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of this 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 quote. This thing I, I saw recently has been really rattling around in my head, which is that um, all unsolicited advice is criticism. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, no qualifications to that statement. Period. End of story. It, it doesn't specify, like, 
constructive or non-constructive criticism. Just nope. And it's and it's it's like nope. So, sure. Yeah. All unsolicited advice is criticism. Sure. It's like, man. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, makes makes me think differently as as someone who spent a lot of time as a teacher and then sort of becomes, you know, because you then you you sort of you become like a professional advice giver, essentially. That's like your job, you know, right? In a way, and so, like. I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's that's a thing that's like I think that's apt. I I yeah. agree. I agree. Lots of people, you know, lots of people get upset about that sort of shit. Yeah. Um but uh but yeah, I guess like sort of in like in like I don't know, it feels like touch on the same spirit, right? Like just just because you notice the thing doesn't mean that it's bad or doesn't mean right. that how it tracks to you is how it tracks to the artist or how it tracks to the audience, blah 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 blah. blah you know. Mm-hmm. Um cuz this shit's subjective. <laughs> Um, true, true, true. But yeah, the outro on this song is amazing, though. Yes. So. Uh, teeth of a cogwheel. All right, I got a lot to say about this. <laughs> I, my only note here was like, so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah. I fucking love this track because it's, it's so different to everything else on the album, but they do similar things in the future. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a fucking cool vibe. Dude, okay. So oh. this is what I said. You're going to like this. I said, all right, god damn it, guys. <laughs> I already love the record. <laughs> you didn't have to hit me with this. <laughs> but they did. Um, okay, so yeah. This is uh so it is what they pull off here is really, really difficult to do. Okay. Like this, like, oh well, we're just gonna have extra drums, you know? Yes. And it's gonna yes. and and it's gonna and it's gonna elevate this. It, yeah. And it's not going to make it sound like a fucking mess. Right. And it shows you how good of a fucking band they are. Like, so for instance, when those extra drums come in the first time, the bass part changes. Mm. Okay. Like mm. the bass goes, I had from, noticed that goes from playing like long notes to playing like a short, like more syncopated thing with lots of space in the middle. Right. You know, lots of space in between the notes. So that leaves, room for those drums to do to do the drum shit right okay now then it builds back up to being full when they do it again towards the end you know right but it's sort of as as like a build right and whatnot and so it's because the thing like the reason that that it's one there's a lot of reasons that it's really difficult to execute something like that and it work part of it is just it's just eq right like you just you know, there's like, just not enough like sonic space real right. estate, basically. Right, right, for it to not just add mud. Right, for like things to walk over the other things. Right. So, of, so yeah. that's like one aspect. But then another aspect of it is really just like kind of like, especially when you're playing, when like you have like a kind of like a real band playing, because there's gonna be like kind of like a unique um, grid, for lack of a better word, right? Um, because not everybody plays like even perfect 16th notes. You know what I mean? Like each, each band and each group, you know, you get together and like, you know, you're going to find, you know, you're going to find your own swing a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. And so all that extra. And like, if the guitar and the drums are a little off, sometimes even if the guitar and another guitar is a little off, that just makes it sound big and cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, the drums are a little bit behind the guitar. Oh man, it's big like Zeppelin or whatever, right? As long as it's consistent, of course, right? <laughs> right. Um, 
but with drums, man, because it's a it's an attack. It's just an attack. That shit. It's that shit can it can sound like a big big pile of fucking trash falling down the stairs real fast. <laughs> um, and it doesn't. It grooves and it elevates and it's emotional. It 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 heightens everything and it's yeah. It's really fucking cool. There's a reason you don't hear that done often. Cuz it is fucking difficult to do. Okay. Um and it's why they had to like almost write an entire song around like that bad <laughs> yeah. idea happening. True. There's a reason that's like, oh yeah, man, dude. Like there's a reason like you get to a chorus and it's real common to hear like a fucking tambourine come in, not a fucking floor tom. You know what I mean? Right. Because that is what this song kind of is. It's, yeah. That's what it builds to. Right. Is that part. Yeah. Right. So, you know. Yeah. So good. Yeah. 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 So good. Um, oh, man. Uh, another tiny detail that I noticed on old Appalachia. Yeah. So on 145, around 145-ish, it again, everything is like <laughs> yellow and green. Do I, I recognize this? So, but there's like a very sort of specific kind of drumming that he's, where he's like playing like these upbeats on the hi-hat. And he's like this, like, you know, like. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bah. Bah. And it's just, I don't know, it's. It's a specific way to articulate that. It just reminds me of some of the way that he plays on Yellow and Green. And I so, know what you mean. And so I was like, yeah. Anyway, it was this thing I noticed that I wanted to mention N to you. Nice. Yeah. Good. Good call out. Hints so, of what's to come for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at 450 on grad, I'm like, get your keys, assholes. Because <laughs> that's like, it sounds like an organ or something that comes in. And I feel like it was like yes. the first time you've heard like a keyboard. Yeah, in the, in the it might not be the first time, but it's the first time I like really noticed it felt really prominent of like this other voice that's not a guitar. I think it might be the first time on this album that keys come in. No, because that becomes like a kind of an essential part. I don't want to say like essential part of their sound, but a, a part of their sound that is consistent. You know, like it's yeah. not in every song, but it's yeah, because it becomes on, not uncommon. Starting on. I don't. I can't remember how much of it is on blue, but it's starting on yellow and green. They got a keyboardist to come in. I know, right? And play, and then when uh, when their current bass player joined Nick, right, on purple, he just plays keys, right. So he just does that shit for him, right. So that became part of their sound over right. time. So that that was another thing that I like keyed on, <laughs> yeah, keyed in on, nice. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I I don't have anything specific to say about all of this. It's just all so fucking good. It really is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I already mentioned it earlier, but it's like it's written. All, this is all written in a way that it could be instrumental. There's so many hooks, and every instrument has its chance to uh, sing. Yeah, that was a way that I had written it down here. You know, like that. It, I said it earlier, but like that kind of like that baton passing. You know what I mean? But it's like each instrument feels every. It feels so alive, and everything has like so much presence and so much personality. And the way that it just, like, a lot of music, when you're putting music together, it feels like you're putting it together vertically, okay? Um, okay, this is where the drums are, and then the bass sits here on top of the drums, and, and that's a nice foundation, and then you put the guitar on top of that, and then you put the vocals on top of that, and then you put a few little extra things there, and it's like a sandwich, <laughs> you know? It's a club um, sandwich. 
but this doesn't feel that way. This feels like it's like it's a thread that's like tied and woven in and out and it goes horizontally. Yes, it feels like everyone is is putting forth effort to to pull the song through basically. Yeah. It feels yeah, like yeah, everyone yeah. has a reason to to be playing what they're doing to get to the end of the song or right where where the song. A lot of things feel like you you know, like you just like you make that sandwich, you know, and then you just like push start and like that's that's the song, you know what I mean? And it just it's like you know, or like if you wanted to stick with the thread analogy, it's like it's one thing and you just see it you know, but this is like three dimensional and it's all, you know what I mean? And it's always like changing and weaving in and out. You know? Right. And it's, it's fucking awesome. I'm cool. Absolutely deserved album of the year for 2007. I wish I wasn't such an asshole and I would have gotten <laughs> hip to it then. Um, well, whatever. It's still there. So get into it now. Uh, yeah. I'm really, 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 really glad you liked it. And they're, they're early stuff too. I kind of, I kind of had a feeling you would like that early stuff more than, more than this, but I'm glad that it all made sense. Oh, okay. So and, you thought and, I was like going to get to red and be like, meh? Maybe, yeah, maybe. Hmm. I could see how that would happen. Hmm. But I'm glad that it made sense in context. Nah, man. I, cool. I, I loved it all, man. I'm I'm really, and like I said, I, it, it kind of reminds me of like the first of like what it took for me to really get Tool hmm. Um, was I had to start at the beginning. Okay. Like, even when we were like in junior high, right? Because Anima so came like out. Anima was out at that point. And everyone got Anima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I, and I was like, well, this is the Stinkfist song is cool, but I didn't really get it yet. You know what I mean? Um, okay. But then I went and got Opiate. And I like became obsessed and like devoured that album. Yeah. And then I listened to Undertow. And then. And then the that progression, then like mm, yeah. Inema was like, oh well, this is the best album ever made, you know. <laughs> um, cool. But I needed I needed to see the line, you know. Right. Um, th- th- there's other bands like that for me too, I'm sure. But that's that's one of the ones that that's that's my immediate example. Right. I think of you know. Uh, so. Cool. Yeah. That, that makes sense to me, but that's that's kind of all I get to say. That's it. I fucking really love this album. It's, it Red especially the EPs are fantastic, but Red especially was like that was when I like I said that was what I discovered Baroness off of. And right, I was in love from then on. Right, that one's gonna always be special to you because that was the one that was the first one that yeah. was like your introduction to the band. You know, yeah, and they haven't disappointed you yet. <laughs> not even, not even close. Like that's they, so cool. There have been, there have been ups and downs here and there, but like not even close to disappointing. Man, man, uh, how rare is that? And uh, I think Isaac, specifically off of Red, is like their most like requested really song. Like every time you're at a concert, anytime there's there's like ten motherfuckers going Isaac. <laughs> and it's such a it's such oh, a that's great great. It's such a great song. Yeah. Um. um yeah, man. Well, and how rare is it too that you just don't? Because like a lot of times, like you might have a band that never makes like a bad record, per se, but you just stop needing the thing that they do. Yeah, like you, I, you grow that, apart. Yes, you know, Go, going through like all these pro- podcasts that we've done, I think I've come across that more mm-hmm. than I would have expected to. Where I'm like, I think I've just had enough of this band at some point. Right. Uh, but I feel like that kind of happened to you with Clutch. Yeah, it did to an extent. I, I never stopped liking what they did. I just sure. stopped needing it at some point. Right, 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 right. Uh, they've got they got a lot of albums too. That's, that's another thing too, man. 
Like, uh, I know you work hard, but <laughs> fuck. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but yeah, Baroness is not even not even close. And like, we'll we'll get to the other shit, obviously. But like, over the pandemic, like, so their last album came out in 2019, mm. and since then, he John has come up on social media and be like, "Yeah, man, we got like 35, 40 songs. We're we're ready to go on something." And I'm like, do it! Do it! I need it! <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go for something else. <laughs> they're like, we're running out of colors. Uh, so, <laughs> Well, like, no, they're done with their color thing. Oh, okay. They, they've said that they're going to do something different going forward. Okay. I like the idea that, like, that's why they have it, like, done. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we, we reached the end of the rainbow. We can't start over. <laughs> yeah, we have 40 fucking songs. <sighs> we can do clear, like... A. <laughs> B. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are 26 letters. We got a long way to we go, guys. A long guys. way to go. Every Shit. album is like a quintuple album. <laughs> Numbers, they don't end. What are we going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. No. All right, cool. Cool. Later. So the next one will be either more Baroness or something with a guest. Who knows? Mystery guest. Yeah. Who can we'll say? see. We'll see.